2: It's not human
0: intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going
1: to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Tuesday, October 24th. This is episode 179. I am Dan Ellis. Hi, Dan. Hi, Ryan.
3: (laughs) That's what your headphones are. I'm trying
1: real hard to think of a way to derail that, and it's tough. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Oh, you could never be a Ryan. Nope. I uh can't. Ryan is not with us this evening. He's off doing some filming stuff. Instead, we are joined again by the wonderful beer spill and Mr. Chris Reed. Twice. <laughs>
0: in two recordings. I've spilt beer in the studio. <laughs> Fuck me, right? God. Oh, dude. It's a good thing that this whole thing isn't lined with like foam or some
1: absorbent <laughs> <laughs> material. <laughs>
0: oh, it smells like beer in here, guys. <laughs> yeah, good time.
1: I like that when I walk in here. And it just smells like beer. I'm like... Beer and mold. Smells like home. (laughs) (laughs) We are also joined by our special guest, once again, Ms. Megan Kennedy.
3: Oh, hi. Yay. I'm so happy
1: to have you back in the studio with us again.
3: Thanks. I'm stoked to be here.
1: You were a whole lot of fun last time.
3: I hope to be fun this time also.
1: And I'll very much like your presentations for the Religious Education Series.
3: Awesome. I'm glad. It's been doing really awesome.
1: Yeah? Mm -hmm. Well...
3: As opposed to all the other years that it didn't exist, it's been doing great
1: this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're very cool. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just I like learning stuff.
3: Um, learning is the best. Yeah. What <laughs> a <it's>, stupid waste <laughs> of what time. What a dumbass <laughs> thing to do with your time. <laughs> Fucking go learn shit, nerd.
1: <laughs> oh, that was funny. I just I don't understand. So so for background for everybody else who doesn't know, <laughs> that was kind of an inside joke because. I checked into Megan's recent talk, uh, the ones who dwell within. Mm-hmm. And there was somebody that I'm friends with on Facebook who, for some strange reason, decided to, to make a shitty comment on there. It was just a, it was a gif meme of what a waste of time. And I that was a like, stupid waste yeah, of time. Yeah. What a, yeah. Mm-hmm. What a stupid waste of time. And I'm like, What the fuck? Like, why would you, of all of the things that you could be doing with your life at that Mm -hmm. moment, you chose that moment to come to my timeline on something that I posted and make that shitty comment. Mm -hmm. So, and, and because it was, you know, there was no originality, no thought. It was uh, something that he just posted a thing for. I just posted a gif reply. I can't remember the actress's name, but she, the, the gif was, don't be an asshole. And then Matt came along and, Posted some nicely worded, thoughtful comment, and th- and then the guy deleted his comment so the whole thread goes away, and <laughs> then he blocked me. He blocked <laughs> me on Facebook.
0: Well, and all you were doing was just saying, here's, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to go learn about this thing. And I was scrolling by. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll like that. And I keep scrolling. I'm like, the fuck is
3: this shit? <laughs> of all the subjects you'd get mad about, like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah it was just super fucking weird. Well, it was weird like people like I, that's what I don't understand about people. A lot of the time is like, why? Why do people choose to be a giant asshole well, when they, they don't, don't have? They to don't be. choose
0: per se. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the greatness is thrust upon them
1: <laughs> as all heroes. And yet when you call them on it, you're the asshole.
3: Yeah, days. exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, well, and it's funny, though, too, because like. I would imagine that he knew he was wrong to make that comment because he deleted the comment before he blocked me, and he didn't respond to any of the the things that I posed. Yeah, well,
0: and, I, and and I wasn't being a dick. I didn't even swear in there. I just was asking him. Well, here's a couple. Here's at least three reasons off the top of my head why Dan might be doing that. You know, do you ha- are any of these in common with you? I mean, and yeah. he's just like. I don't want to be on Facebook anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was just really fucking weird. Like the whole thing, it just even thinking back on it, like what the fuck, man, that was just Mm -hmm. like super douche move and then topped it off with a bigger douche move. I don't, I don't understand people. Mm -hmm. They're weird. Yeah. But your talk was awesome. Thank you. That was the second one that I have attended recently. You also did the crucible of goodness.
3: Yep. That was our horror movie one about how Christianity is responsible a little, depending on the word you want to use, responsible for all of our horror movie tropes and the things we're afraid of, basically. So basically created all of our horror, the the horror genre we know and love today, at least in America and the West. I can't speak for... Obviously, countries where Christianity is not as big of an influence. But.
1: Is not as prevalent. Right. And I'm with you on Event Horizon.
3: Oh, my God. I love that movie. I it's so movie. Christian. Though. <laughs> but it's a weird kind of Christian. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I,
0: ne- I never <laughs> noticed the cross until you pointed. it. Out. I'm like, oh,
3: fuck. It's only because he chews on it in one scene. Yeah. Like, there's some stressful scene where he's just got it in his mouth, you know, kind of like a just mindless tick that people have. And I don't think I would have noticed other than that, honestly.
1: Well, so what, what are you guys talking about? So, I, um, I mean, yeah. I was there at the talk, but for- Yeah, so
3: um, part of the talk, we've got, in, it's split into three sections, and one of the sections we do like a case study, if you will, mm-hmm. um, on Event Horizon, talking about the trope of the forbidden fruit. So, obviously, this is older than Christianity, but it's um, most famously Christianity, and that in that Pandora's box, I'd say. Um, those mm-hmm. two are probably the most well-known ancient examples of it. But just the idea that there's boundaries or knowledge- Um, that humans are not allowed to access and that accessing such or trying even even just attempting to access it is going to end in horrendous death not just on you but your tribe right whatever that looks like and so event horizon is just a great example of that in a modern context because modern horror has had to account for globalization and space travel and all these new anxieties that humans have never really had to deal with before um lovecraft did a lot of that in his early years like dealing with i mean obviously It's unfortunate about Lovecraft because I love his writing, but it's super fucking racist. (laughs) And I mean, there's just no, there's no getting around it or talking about it. And his fears of the cause and quarry presented to us was really this prevalent, gross racism, metaphorically expressed, and that sucks. Um, But again, he was dealing with a a thing that in people hadn't really dealt with in the same way that he was in his time. Right, this immigration move and this kind of new version of America coming in. So it's, a, it's similar to that where-
0: So like if Trump was literate.
3: Right. A little, it had a little bit of an imagination and some, uh, you know. Right. Yeah. just was a person, I guess. Mm. If, if Trump was like half a person, he would have been Lovecraft maybe. I see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Event Horizon is a great example of, of our modern version of that. Just this idea of um, Christianity is weird where it doesn't like you to approach death at all or even- any of the realms that might surround it, angels, demons, like all that stuff, right? You're not supposed to even be trying to touch or cross or access that until death. And so they're really, it's that anti intellectual strain that, um, it's why they avoid science so much. Not, not every, not every sect and obviously every part of Christianity is going to kind of have different rules on, um, what they're, what they allow their congregants to access. But it's just a fear of, of the unknown and a fear that you're going to get punished if you try to, uh, I guess, Above your pay grade. Find some knowledge above your pay grade a little. Um, mm-hmm. This idea that we have stuff we can't handle, which is fair. Like, I'm not. I feel, I feel like we can't handle nukes. I feel like that's a fair forbidden fruit. I wish mm-hmm. we could fucking put them back in the box. But, mm. um, you know, we access them anyway. So that, at that point, you got to just find a way to fucking figure it out. <laughs>
0: um, I feel like a lot of toddlers can't handle sex with priests. And so maybe we yeah, could I just mean, we do that <laughs> get rid that's of the thing. whole thing and, and call it even. Mm-hmm. Toddlers? Oh, wait.
3: Anyone really? <laughs> yeah, any.
0: Well, I don't know what your point was. No, I'm just saying you need. We need to get rid of it all. And I'm like, just toddlers. Just, just toddlers. Oh, get just rid of yeah. right, just right, right. the toddlers. Just the toddlers. Yeah.
3: Well, toddlers aren't well, free. That seems One to be the temptation,
0: right? I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, shoot the messenger. You those <laughs> those sexy ass babies. <laughs> oh, <yeah. Gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, dad is all fool. <laughs> that was a that was a jo- uh, joke oh, on Bob's God. Burgers, wasn't was it? it? Probably. <laughs> I mean, not exactly how you did it. Yours was a little grosser. You know, what I mean, scrape the barrel. <laughs> Them sexy ass babies.
1: <laughs> well, you mentioned that Christianity. So I think uh, you said Christianity doesn't want us to contact any non-Earth realms. I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my notes that I that I took away from yeah. your talk. Uh, why do you think that is? Like, I don't know. To me, when I when I heard that, I thought, well, yeah, they don't want you playing with you know, tarot cards, Ouija boards, mm-hmm. seances, psychics, none of that. It. I wonder how much of that is them knowing that all of that is garbage, but mm-hmm. it could possibly uh, lead you away from your religion or that you, through that you could find out that your religion is false because this is false and it's all kind of tangentially tied or, or is it a real fear? Like they think, that you're going to contact a dead relative who could provide you with some information you may not have. It seems weird to me that they're so, so against any, any contacting of other realms or speaking with dead people or anything.
3: Yeah. It's a, I think it's a combination of stuff. I think everything you said is probably totally accurate and fair. I think there's individuals who just like there's individuals who firmly believe in the devil. I've met individuals who meet me as an atheist and are firmly believed if they don't save my soul, and convince me to believe in something close to God that I'm going to burn, and it, it is, and that's hard when it is sincere concern because they don't see the condescension, they don't mm-hmm. see, they they don't think outside of their own paradigm, and their paradigm is this person is going to rot forever, and I, you know I have I to, need save, to save right? You. And and it's and it's that's a difficult, like it's one thing when you, when you can kind of tell it's a condescension based on a power trip, but it's another thing yeah. entirely when you can tell it's like somebody who's just been isolated who sincerely, sincerely cares about you. And it's like, crap, like, I'm gonna have to break your heart right now. And and you're gonna have to live, you have to own those emotions of fearing whether or not I'm gonna burn in hell, because that's not on me, right? So I think that's part of it. I think, um, for me, there's a couple other bigger things. Um, Christianity established, compared with, like, earlier paganist traditions, um, this intercessor idea where you had to go talk to a priest and you had to talk to people who were ordained and trained in such a way, like, ancient Romans could talk to their gods. They could go to the temple. They could perform rituals. They, it wasn't required that they had to go through somebody to talk to God. And mm-hmm. Christianity separated it because it allows them to build a power structure. And I'm not saying that was necessarily the motivation, but it wasn't not the motivation, right? Mm. Um, so if you allow people to access what I call, and what a lot of, it's in the scholarly world, the, the word called the numinos. So the idea of just kind of a vague word for afterlife or um, realms beyond here. If you allow people to contact that without your authority, um, or, or your intercession, then what's the point of continuing to go to your church? If I can talk to God by myself in my house, mm-hmm. if I can access the dead and get all of the ancestral knowledge I need, um, without having to go to your church and pay tithing and build these awesome cathedrals and,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, what have you, whatever, whatever funding things or, or, or just directions the church may go that I disagree with, um, why wouldn't I? Um, that's just going to encourage people to, to sprout off. Um, I think there is a genuine fear of, um, there, I mean, we've always had fears of, the undead and demons and spirits and, and um, in Islam, you got the jinn, right? Um, that hanging out around ruins and, and, and isolated places. So there's always been this idea of things that are going to pounce out at you if they know you're looking, um, that uh, the abyss looks back at you, right? I think it's a human thing. I think that's just a psychological, like, sure. you know, you, you can't not get fucked with in the dark if you stay in it too long. And I think that's real. I think that's a real psychological, emotional even sociological thing that happens to us. Um,
0: well, I mean, it's what it's what allowed us to survive early on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all the the people that didn't care that uh, would wander off into the darkness and the savanna didn't get to m- reproduce, right? So,
3: in a all, real literal sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. yeah, Christianity is just—they uh, have such a weird relationship with death. They 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 also consider death evil, which is also a new idea. Like Greeks and Romans didn't have this idea of death as an evil concept. It was just a shitty part of life that you kind of had to cope with, and um, you know. Uh, I, I like the, there's a Greek myth about the three main brothers, Hades and Zeus and Poseidon kind of fighting over what they were going to rule and Zeus and Poseidon getting all haughty because they got the sky and the sea and Hades like, yeah, but everybody's going to end up with me. So fuck you. <laughs> like, he got, he ended up getting the most power in the end because nobody could avoid him. Right. But it was, mm. it was this, it was an amoral thing. Hades has a lot of, um you know, there's obviously the, the kidnapping of Persephone, which is a whole problematic thing, but there's a lot of myths where he's altruistic or at least Amoral you know it's not it's not a moral judgment, it's just part of life, so I think once you call death evil um you don't have a choice theologically but to beat it and to make it an enemy, which means you can't consort with your enemy you can't there's just a whole lot of control that has to go into that to maintain a myth of um forbiddenness and taboo and fear, and so I think that Christianity's just really got a hold on that uh beating death thing than a uh, death is unnatural, right Christ beats it. Um, yeah. Well, without, we all, we all sin. beat it, don't we? <laughs> I
0: mean, Christ is no exception, but w- what did he, what did he have to Christ do in relation it. to death?
3: Oh, just, the, just the no, resurrection. Oh, We're, like, We're talking about death. No, I'm just, sorry. <laughs> i sorry.
0: I thought we careened off like, I... in the masturbation first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that one sound, like I just, Christ,
1: beat, Christ beats it. So.
3: Oh, he totally does. He beats <laughs> it. We all beat it. It's fine. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> Christianity tries to pretend, but.
1: Well, and their their views on death seem fairly schizophrenic, right? I mean, on one hand, it's their Views this, on life, too. <laughs> it, it's, well, yeah, but it's this evil, bad thing that must be avoided and we need to fight to stay alive and you know you need to if you've got a disease you need to fight the disease you need to try to stay here as long as possible even if you're suffering but when you die you go and sit at, in, in your golden palace you're with God and all of your relatives whom you've been missing and yeah. it should no be pain, this, this no wondrous sickness. celebration of the life you had and now the new life you've attained but there's mourning there's sadness there's fear surrounding death like it it seems really schizophrenic to hold both of those things in your mind at the same time yeah Hmm.
3: and i think christianity and, and religion stuff in general it's especially i think i'm sure all of us as atheists like if you've ever had to go through mourning as one It's really difficult because people who aren't atheists have no fucking idea what to say to you.
4: Mm -hmm. They
3: don't. They want to tell you how everybody's in a better place and God and blah. And you're just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And, you know, again, they mean well. They're working within their own paradigm. They're just trying to do what the only thing in their world that has ever worked. I get it. Um, But that doesn't help somebody who doesn't believe in that. And it really I got a question: How much it helps people? I've read so many stories about how much it actually helps religious people because you still have to go through mourning. I don't give a shit how religious you are if you if your religion's allowed you to overcome like the stages of mourning or like emotions. I want to talk to you and I want to talk to your religion because mm-hmm. I don't believe you.
0: <laughs> and doesn't that say so much about uh, about what their beliefs really, really are when it comes down to like when when life is easy? It's it's not hard to go throw this in everybody else's face, you know, mm-hmm. this religion, spirituality, but. What the fuck are you doing crying at a funeral? Why? Why are you doing that? You should be stoked. If you really believe this, I mean, unless you think they've gone to hell, then yeah, you should be like, well, whatever. It should be a meh for yeah. you. But, but they don't. They act like everybody else. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And it, it just shows the, the humanness of it. I, I don't feel like religions just make, especially Christianity, just it doesn't make room. And we talked about this in, in the talk. We don't make room to be human. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads to a, a repression of those emotions of those 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 shadow self sides that are 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 fine usually they're not really like it's not like all of us have the urge to murder but we still repress parts of ourselves that society tells us are shitty or not acceptable um and Christianity has a lot of those depending on the sect that you subscribe to um and eventually those things can't be repressed though those parts of being human so they're going to find a way out you're going to get sick you're going to it's going to come physical you're going to start having problems at work like your morning is going to go somewhere so if you're not prepared um your religion should be helping you with that so i hope that christians are getting help with that i mean i guess is one i can't say they're not but i'm not you're not going to convince me that your religion's not making you go through morning emotions it's not i don't right. believe it Religion's that powerful it should be helping you get over those and like reincorporate into society and get work through this reality um but you're never going to convince me that it's like just wipe those emotions out or makes you feel about that, that much better
1: yeah, it's 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 really strange to me. I mean, <clears throat> so I've I've mentioned before that I think everybody's weird about death. We're just weird about it in our own way. America's way weird about death too. And I mean, for me, I I don't know. I I'm definitely weird about death. Um at least according to the norms that have been set down by my family and other people that I know, like when when somebody close to me dies, um I don't know. I have a hard time feeling a whole lot of emotion about that for some reason. Like I know I'm not going to see them again and that's a real bummer, but you know, a lot of my family members, it's almost like they worship death itself. Like, you know, they've got to go and visit the headstones for every holiday, every birthday, Mm -hmm. every anniversary. Uh, they've got to decorate it. They've got to make sure it stays clean, you know? And it's like, I I can't tell exactly what their motivations are there i mean to me it's like and this was even before i decided or realized that i was an atheist but it's like you're dead Mm -hmm. you know when i when i had some vague notion or idea of of what death was and i still believed in an afterlife and that you know there are spirits walking around and you know my relatives could be watching what i'm doing whatever i never once thought you know what they'd really like me to do is go and mm-hmm. stand in front of a rock with their name on right. it and that- and cry about shit. Like I always had it in my mind that they would much prefer that I would be out doing something fun and thinking of them and and having fond memories of the time mm-hmm. we spent together versus like I said standing on a piece of ground where a rock is when and their rotting remains are under it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's never made any sense to me at all but most of the members of my family, like they're at the cemetery constantly.
3: Yeah, it's a, and I think depending on cultures, I know um, certain cultures, like Latino cultures, have specific holidays set around that, like Day of the Dead, where it's a, it's a very um, strict religious schedule, and, and that makes more sense to me. The Christianity, when I'm with you, where I've never been able to lock down, and I really think it's because they didn't lock it down. I really, again, I think I just think Christian um, culture and Western European culture that got imported here. denial of death this kind of like victorian puritan rejection of the body and and all and and just all these gross parts of being human i mean uh, because the funerary industry i mean that's a victorian era like french thing right the idea of we're gonna put the we're gonna embalm the body we're gonna put in this nice casket we're gonna make it live forever underground where nobody's ever gonna see it again we're gonna wreck the ground for the next like hundred years for farming you can't farm that shit like even if you plowed over these cemeteries or whatever, like the embalming fluid leaking Mm. out and everything, you're fucked. Like, we are actively wrecking future generations with the way we do death. Um, And you can, I mean, there's awesome morticians that are like millennial morticians who are pushing against this movement and trying to create a new, more green death movement and a healthier death movement and and push back against this kind of um, just really unhealthy relationship we have with death because you can't escape it. I feel like America's got this like weird death cult thing. Mm -hmm. Watching after the Vegas shooting was very, every time there's a shooting, it comes out, just this, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to call us at this point. I mean, we just love it. We love killing everybody. We love killing each other. We love the body counts. We love all the gore and details. We love hearing each other's trauma.
4: Yep. Um, look at look at the sexual assault
3: that comes out, dude. All anybody wants to hear is everybody's stories about how they were raped and attacked. Yep. That shit sucks to talk about, man. But that's all we want to. with that's it's like we can't. It's like we can't have empathy or we can't put ourselves in other person's shoes unless it's like this horrible trauma gore tale. Um. And I don't know what the fuck's wrong with us, but it's we really like there's a weird lack of empathy in our culture that we're not That's we're not taught sure. empathy that, yeah. as a <laughs> as a virtue in our we culture. We don't
0: use words like that on this show, Chris. Oh, come on, man.
3: <gasps> he said it. <laughs> you should have a siren that you hit on the on the board. <laughs> Where is your sound effect board? What is this? Oh, I don't know. This amateur is, hour.
0: This is Ryan's stuff.
3: Oh.
1: But
0: it did, that did your, your example, when you were talking about, you know, your family spending all that time at the, I mean, that's not uncommon for people to do, especially, you know, but it just made me think like, what the fuck do they think is going on? Like, I mean, if, if I put my little Christian hat on, you know, and I start like, there's this whole spirit world or whatever. The last thing I'm doing is spending centuries sitting by my rotting corpse, yeah, waiting for people to show up. I'm fucking riding ghost T Rexes around, and I'm, I'm fucking space, fuck dude. you guys. I'll see you in a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Who cares? I'm yep. not.
3: I'm not there. I'm Nobody's go find, there. Go, go find aliens. That'd be my go fucking find aliens, first yeah. thing. It's like, okay, we're going to a space tour. I'm going to fly around until I find some other life and it's going to be amazing. Like, yeah. why would I be here? Don't nah. expect me to be here. I'm not going to be here. Yeah, there's so much oh better to do
0: than hang around in cemeteries and old mansions slamming doors and blowing out candles. Well, you mm-hmm. got like, to wait by your corpse until judgment. And then you get to have the then. fun. Oh, is that true? Uh, <laughs> I think. Jesus I think won't that's let us have Christian. any fun until there? he's back. Yeah, you're just tethered tethered to your, Technically, tethered your you're not. I don't think you're supposed to even have a like an afterlife experience until, ju- until after judgment, until Brutal. he brings you back and then judges you. Then you get your afterlife. At least that's my understanding man, of what Christianity reminds was.
3: me of. Prophecy, that mm. fucking nineties movie. Oh, so great. Um, was Christopher Walken's yes, in it. Oh, so yes, it's so underrated. Like the mythology, and it's so weird. It's such a weird take on Christianity. I love it.
0: I could sew your um, mouth shut with your mother's dung in your mouth or something. Like, oh some man, shit, he was yeah. hardcore and in that freaking Vigo
3: Vig- Vig- Mortensen, fucking yeah. um Aragons uh, Lucifer for yeah. like thirty seconds. It's amazing.
0: Wait, what is this movie? The, the, the Prophecy. Prophecy? There's Sounds a, a Korean War uh, vet that, like, was brutal as shit during the Korean War, like, we're talking, like, collected ears for necklaces and stuff like that. Sounds His soul cool. escapes from, I think, hell, and it gets stuck in the body of, like, this little girl on an Indian reservation. And so heaven and hell are coming to look for the soul because whoever gets it is going to win the war. Over um, th- between heaven and hell, and
3: you find out that, like, since Gabriel rebelled, which has been a while, so you've got this whole uh, extra layer, like Lucifer rebelled, and then Gabriel tried to follow. That nobody's gotten into heaven since like he rebelled, which has been like a thousand, two thousand years. And that blew my mind like, what is everybody doing? What are everybody's souls doing? <laughs> All these Christians are still doing their rituals and shit, and everybody and, and doesn't matter. And it's just like this weird stalemate where everybody's they're like, well. You know, like Gabriel's got the Civil War going on, they're not letting anybody in or out. Like, I don't sell you. And just Hmm. man, it was it's such a cool take on (laughs) the whole mythology, like the whole I love that movie. And Christopher Waggon is hilarious. It's just that dark, weird, Hmm. creepy angel, you know, that immortal character. Yeah, it's great. I love that one.
1: Hi, I'm Lucian Greaves, spokesperson and co founder of the Satanic Temple. Check out my website, GrayFaction.org, if you want to be disgusted and alarmed. You're listening to Godless Revolution. I spent a lot of time listening to your show screaming at my iPod.
5: The next rant will start right after this.
3: Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast <laughs> Greetings, Americans! Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist,
2: religious nuts, but many of your politicians who display these frightful traits
3: seem to be quite popular particularly a certain wall-obsessed small-handed best-word-using daughter-perving war-inciting candy-floss-headed clown to those of you who choose to follow such balderdash we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps it probably won't be your cup of tea otherwise give us a listen each episode we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe things that annoy or delight us that's two as in the number two and sceptical with a k the wrong way to spell it. Cheerio.
5: Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now.
1: Well, I had this conversation with my dad a while ago, and oh, this will be good. <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, it's just it's it's the death Smoke thing. Detectors. Like he, like he seems all consumed by it. I mean, before my dad, di- before my sister died, uh, you know, they both had gone and picked out their plots in the cemetery. They picked out their headstones. They knew what they wanted on Mm -hmm. them. And I mean, it's one thing to plan for the eventuality of your death. Right. But it was like, they went, I mean, they got the plots, they got the headstones, they nailed down what they wanted in their obituaries. They, uh, you know, all of this shit that they, Oh, they bought their caskets. They picked out their own caskets and bought them. And you know, like, and and we're spending they
3: thousands, climb in and thousands and thousands of dollars. Have, give them a test ride. be like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking right. comfy. Yeah.
0: Not enough leg room.
3: Like that Simpsons <laughs> episode where you got this, the, the TV screen on the, on the head still so you can see what's in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, so they've,
1: they've been super weird about it for a really long time. And whenever I see my dad and it's around a holiday, you know, my, my sister died... You know, a few years ago, earlier this month, her birthday is the October 30th. So October kind of sucks being in Mm -hmm. my family who is fascinated by death and likes to think about it all the time. And invariably, when I see my dad sometime around this time of year, it's, well, have you gone up to see, did you see the headstones? Did you go up to the cemetery? Did you see your sister's headstone? (laughs) No, I didn't. Well, why not? Why don't you go up there? Because that's not me. Like yeah. if you want to do that, that's fine. I think it's a little weird, but I'm not going to tell you, you have to stop. Yeah. You know, but every time I see him, it's, well, you need to go up there and you need to pay your respects. And I'm like, no, I really don't. There's nobody there. Even like you mentioned earlier, Matt, like why the fuck would she be hanging out at her gravestone? Just, Oh gosh, nobody's mm-hmm. coming right. to see me. <laughs> what a like terrible is she way fucking to think about chained her. to yeah. it or something? You know what? Like, like, uh, I'm gonna try to nerd. So uh, mo- moaning myrtle, moaning. Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Harry so, Potter yeah. chick, right? I know yeah. that one. <laughs> well, and he's like, "Well, you're making me think that when I die, you're not gonna come and visit my grave." And I'm like, "Don't just think it, know it." <laughs> Why would you I'm not, not gonna need to fucking do, do that?
4: that. Yeah. Like, if
1: you want somebody to visit your grave after you're dead, you're gonna have to pay somebody or be nice to somebody the else. Has that because too. I'm not gonna Mars. fucking do, it. <laughs> do yeah. it. Just Hire a woman <laughs> to come cry in his grave. The...
0: <laughs> and you and you you mentioned a. I mean you. There's a there was a word in there too that kind of grabbed my attention. I think probably because of what's going on right now, but um at least in the sports ball world, uh <laughs> respect. This whole idea of pay your respects. Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean in this it's context? Power. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, it's ex- mm-hmm. it's it's Are you going to still think about me power, son and
3: like fear. make your whole life and take time out of your day to still come and that's, do the shit I want you to do? That's, that's what, what it means. What it's n-
0: it's not it's not respect. It's it's Control. submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Submit
1: to me when I'm dead. You better. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, I don't see you that often now. That, you know, you're alive and I don't see you that often. Yeah. I'm not going to go there on the anniversary of your death, your birthday, each fucking holiday. I don't see you that often now. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not going to go there when you're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason my grandma, <laughs> I don't respect you now. So <laughs> my my last
0: grandparent that died this year, she she was a hardcore Christian. Like I stayed in her room after she died. And I'm looking around all the books she had on her shelf. She had like three by different books by like John Hagee and Jim Ugh. Baker and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't realize she was this religious because she was pretty hardcore, like cool when I was a little kid, like totally into computers and programming and shit. Really cool lady. And then I'm looking at all these books and, but she donated her body to science and she's cool. like, hey, uh, you know, when I'm gone, don't put a placard anywhere. Don't put anything by gravestones. Don't bury me next to that asshole husband that I had for (laughs) X amount of years. Like, just don't just remember me in your own brains. Don't remember me all these all these other fucking wastes of money. And yet the family couldn't listen and they had to buy a stupid little marker to put next to grandpa. And it's just like, Mm.
3: dude, that's what death teaches you is how many people like, oh, man, there is no greater like teacher of how of human behavior and what your family's really like, then when somebody dies and oh, man, who, the, the, the fights over money, whether yeah. or not they respect no, the yeah. wishes Jesus of Christ. the dead. Like yep. to yeah. me, fuck no. you, dude. If the dead say, I want you to like stash my body up a tree and scare children with it. Like <laughs> how much do you care about the dead? Like, like really you want to talk about fucking respect. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. want to talk about respect for the dead. You want to talk about, you know, all that. Okay. Well, I, you better oh. do what I, if I tell you, I don't want a few service. If I tell you, I don't want a, a funeral and a, and a marker, do that. If you love me, do that. And then people will often, because a lot of times mourning is about the living, but a lot of us don't acknowledge that. And so there's, I don't know, it's a, again, I think if we were more honest about death in our culture, um, we wouldn't be having that kind yeah. of, um my dad fought hard for that stuff too, where he constantly told us like, pine box, no no funeral, nothing, no mm-hmm. bitch I don't want anybody to know I'm dead. Fuck all these guys. If I don't talk to <laughs> them, then they don't need to know. Like, fine, they're not in my life. And, you know, yeah. he ended up getting cremated and we just did all that. It was a tiny thing and because that's who the fuck am I to tell you what you want done with your death like that. You've been thinking about that a while. It's your whole thing. It's your story. It's your end. I don't give a shit. Like this is I'll find my way to mourn you. This service alone is going to that's a whole process I'm going to have to go through. Off yeah, own, we're not going to resolve all of right. that
1: with this one right. with, with like, this one event, like a
3: three yeah. hour thing. Right. Yeah. Like so there's I but the control people have and I think the death really is that big ass reminder that we have zero control. And Mm. so people try to grab what they can by and sometimes they just plow right over the dead people Mm -hmm. as far as their wishes. And it really sucks. Like if you stop and think about it, it's I don't think that's what well, it's definitely not what your grandma probably wanted. I'm I'm
0: really thankful that she paid for all those single malts that I had at dinner that night (laughs) uh, and the cigar that we had, except for, you know, that's the night that I finally came out to my dad about being atheist. I mean, he kind of had a feeling, but he saw me wince every time someone was like, oh, she's in a better place. I'm like, no, she's dead, guys. She's. Ain't
3: nothing going on. That might on be there. a better place though, guys. Yeah. What is, so, I mean Trump's mm-hmm. not president there? When they, right. when
0: they saw me once like that, and I was starting to, I'm like, look, guys, I'm atheist. I, I probably haven't been saying it as much as I should be. I'm not ashamed of it or anything. It's just it's not it's not something I wanted to burden you guys with at this time. I've been quiet about the whole thing. And they got I got the whole condescending Well, you're still young. <laughs> yeah, right. You still have a lot to experience in this life. I'm like fucker. I'm here with. I I flew three thousand miles to be here to visit somebody that died. You mean I got to do more living than this? What do, you, <laughs> do I need to be? Thing, do I need to be assaulted by somebody to find God? What what mm-hmm. the fuck do you mean by that? I'm 37. I ain't gonna learn new shit really. <laughs> Wait, they were saying that when you were 37. <laughs> yeah, when
3: I went That's this crazy. year. Oh, you're That's still crazy. young. I'm like, I'm not fucking young. <laughs> They always pull that shit when they don't have anything else to pull. But then again, the the average
0: age between uh, the four of us were there was like 56 or something like that. So I had some older folks that were there. It was like, yeah, you guys are old school Southern Baptist Christians. And so. Man. Yay. Sounds like your grandma was living a life that's sort of miles away from Jim Baker and and Hagee, though. I mean, why read those books? I don't know. Maybe they were just (laughs) decorated. Maybe she got them given to her a long time ago. I don't know, but.
3: I had a lot of books on my she, shelf but I wouldn't agree with. You wouldn't with think
0: a, a hardcore Christian would donate their body to science. Right. And if they yeah, did,
3: that's awesome. if
0: they did, that's pretty fucking progressive. And I, I give her I give her props to that every time I think about her. I'm like, damn, some medical student learned how to do medicine based on your body. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's an inspiration. I I, I finally got the cojones to be an organ donor this year. And I think also I got the the balls to finally go. You know what? I don't give a shit what happens to my body when I'm dead. I'm just going to donate it. So Hell yeah, dude. Maybe that doesn't work for my family, but fuck them. This is my body. I'll I'll put Mm -hmm. it in my will and whatever they do. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: they should have respect for you when you're dead and follow your (laughs)
3: wishes. (laughs) They should. They go hang out at your cemetery two hours a day, every day.
0: Well, even my wife's not religious, but she's like, I'm like, I want to be cremated. She's like, nope. I'm like, fuck you. It's my body. (laughs) The thing that's interesting, too, though, there seems to be a huge overlap in people who are using the word respect a lot in their in their mm-hmm. everyday vocabulary mm-hmm. are, are what they mean is traditional mm-hmm. you know pe- pe- people who tend to be more progressive don't really use respect in that way a lot of time. you know what i mean like yeah, we yeah. don't follow so, social norms all the time yeah. right and so if, if you're talking about doing something non-traditional they're unlikely to respect that, you know, because those mm-hmm. two things kind of go together for them. So yeah. it's like I'll respect him by doing the traditional thing. My kids want to turn it, me into you know. a tree. They saw one of those <gasps> things. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. oh I yeah. like that.
1: Well, and but it's interesting. I mean, we keep talking about respect for the wishes of the dead and everything. When so, my sister was a terrible person when she was alive. She had a lot of mental health mm. issues and was just a pretty rotten person to be around. She had tried killing herself when she was younger and had shot herself with a 22 in the chest, and it just bounced all around, you know, in rib cage, spine, everything, Um, went through her aorta, right through the middle of her aorta, bounced all around, ended up lodged in her spine, but, I mean, it damaged... That's, like, the worst caliber you can yeah. oh, yeah, off yourself. Oh, yeah, because it just bounced all over inside there, screwed up a bunch of her internal organs, lodged in her spine, so then she was paraplegic, Um yeah. and, you know... She had mental problems before all of this and then being confined to a wheelchair and in constant pain just exacerbated all of that. Mm. And then because she was in pain, getting hooked on painkillers. And I mean, it was just and she was just a miserable fucking person. Yeah. And, you know, basically was committing passive suicide for the next. Decade after um, her one major failed attempt,
0: right. so she one of those across the street instead of down the road kind of suiciders. Where it's like,
1: no, she. Well, <laughs> I I think she tried cutting her wrist once. She tried overdosing a few different times. She shot herself, but she, never. Uh, she tried crashing her car into a tree. She tried putting Jesus, a pipe. Really? In, she tried. She ran a hose into the window of her car. I mean, holy fuck, man. yeah! And then then she ended up getting bladder cancer and was like, hallelujah. I don't want any treatment. I'm going to fucking die this time. Life dysphoria. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, she was just a miserable fucking Hmm. person. And she and my dad got along like two peas in a pod because (laughs) they're both pretty fucking miserable people. (laughs) They they like would commiserate in their misery, you know. And Mm -hmm. And so when she died, I mean, I'd have to go into a whole bunch of history, but. She had a falling out with my mom and my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom. And so she told my dad, apparently, before she died, that she didn't want my mom or my grandmother at her funeral. Mm -hmm. And so my dad tells me this. You know what? So she dies. He calls me to help come make the final arrangements. We're going to meet at the mortuary or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just call mom and let her know. And he's like, well, she's not welcome to come. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) Fuck you. She's she's gonna come. She's hurting more about this than you probably are, because he I mean, the the reason that my sister and my mom had a falling out was largely due to him because he called me in a panic because she had tried to kill herself again and he's bawling on the phone. He doesn't know what to do because she's living with him and he doesn't know day to day if he's gonna come home and she's dead, because she was living with him when she shot herself, he's the one who found her, and then You know, every day after that, when she's back home, he's terrified of what he's going to find when he's there. She tried killing herself again. She drank brake fluid. I mean, it was anything. Like, I don't know how many times she tried to kill herself. So he calls me in a panic because she's in the hospital. He doesn't know what to do. He's at his wit's end. He's bawling to me. And I'm like, you know, I I can't do anything as her brother. You would have to be you or mom as you know, she's living with you. Mom is also a parent. Uh, I'll call her, see what she can do. So my mom, knowing that my dad, you know, that, that my dad, my sister's living with my dad. So she knows that he doesn't want to be the bad guy because my sister's going to have to come back with him. So my mom goes in and tries to have my sister committed for a little while so that she can get some mental help. And my dad was, you know, whenever she went to any psychiatric ward or anything, he's like, mental health stuff is stupid, and that's a bunch Mm. of bullshit, and it's a waste of time and money.
3: I wonder why she was so sick all the time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So my sister finds out about this and, you know, gets in this huge fight with my mom. My dad, I guess, is there, and my mom's like, you know, your dad is terrified because he doesn't know what's going on, and you clearly tried to kill yourself again, and... My sister's denying it the whole time. And then my dad lied about it. No, that's not what I said. I'm not worried about it. She can come home with me, whatever. Like totally threw my mom under the bus. Mm. And so my sister wrote off my mom and my grandmother, Mm -hmm. all because of my dad, who was being a fucking coward and a shithead about it. And then my sister dies and he wants to tell my mom that she can't come to the funeral. Right, right, right. And I'm like, motherfucker, that's not happening. Mom is coming. My grandmother is coming. That's, that's just, that's it. Mm -hmm. Mindy's fucking dead. You have a choice here. You can choose to be a fucking asshole and not allow my mom to come, or you can choose to be a decent fucking human being and let her mourn and come to the funeral. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm like, if you don't allow them to come, I'm fucking done with you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. I watched this whole shit show for the last several years as you threw her under the bus and she took all of that. And was made the pariah in Mindy's eyes because of what you did. And now you're going to punish her when she's dead. I mean, you're a fucking piece of yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. So my mom and my grandmother were able to come to the funeral. That's good. Mm. But yeah, it was this, I had to, I had to get in a huge fight with my dad and my grandmother. And like I said, so around this time of year, it's like f- a fucking nightmare in my family.
3: Yeah. yeah that just sucks.
1: Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make light of your shitty dead sister.
3: Oh,
0: please do. (laughs) uh, It just, I just, in my mind, I was thinking, man, that would be a time for an unskeptical mind to go. There might actually be a God, right? Like looking down and just being like, Jesus, I think we took that imperfection thing a little too far, (laughs) like
1: fucking (laughs) cancer. (laughs) Let's get this over with. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it It was crazy. So this time of year is always crazy. And it's also Gray's birthday toward the end of the month, toward the end of the year, right? Ah, much more Or pleasant. toward the end of the month. His, so he is, his birthday is the 21st. He mm-hmm. turned 24 years old this year. Awesome, fantastic kid. I love him to fucking pieces. Yeah. He's just the coolest. I I don't know how I got so fortunate in having such, a, such an awesome kid. But so his birthday party or his birthday is around. And usually we have a birthday party where we get all of the family together, you know, both my mom and my dad and my grand, you know, so it's this weird, awkward thing. And Gray didn't really want to have anything to do with that this year. And Hmm. so he just, he's like, you know, I don't want to party. I'm just going to visit with individual people. That'll be fine. And my grandmother kept trying to call me. And I know that Gray had contacted her and told her that he wasn't having a party, whatever. But my grandmother kept trying to contact me. And because it's right around the time that my sister had died and I haven't spoken to my dad for a few months, it's like, I've, you know, I'm wondering, is it, she's calling me yeah. because I didn't call him on the de- the anniversary of Mindy's death or, you know, when she got sick or, you know, I haven't checked on my dad to see how he's like, it's going to be something to guilt me because that's what my family's huge into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I didn't, I didn't bother answering the phone when she called and she would call and leave messages. And she would never tell me what she wanted. So then in my <laughs> mind, it's, Oh, clearly she wants to guilt me into something. And mm-hmm. so she called like three times, three days in a row. And beyond that, I'm just super fucking busy, right? Like calling and talking to somebody on the phone is like the last thing I do with anybody. I don't, I don't call Tracy on the phone to talk to her. I send her text messages, let her know what's going on. She can read them. I can reply when I have a minute, do what to do, whatever. Talking on the phone, I, I just. Yeah,
3: I'm the same here. I don't do hate it. How dare you call
1: me? So, so my grandmother and I love my grandmother. She's my sweet, tiny little LDS grandmother. I've mentioned it, I think, several times on the show that she's very LDS, and if she's not in church on Sunday, it's because she's gambling in Mm Wendover. But so I don't return her calls, and Sunday, I'm sitting in the kitchen and I get a Facebook, (laughs) I get a Facebook message from her. And it says, Hi, sweetheart. I do not know what I have done that you are not returning my calls. The only thing I have done is love you from the first time you opened your eyes. Wow. And I will love you till I close mine for the last time. (laughs) That is
3: some. If
1: you feel like it, I would love to talk to you. Much love, Grandma
3: right out the gate like and I was
1: like Holy escalated very quickly shit. <laughs> you're laying it on a little thick grandma
2: Jesus
0: you heartless bastard
1: but <laughs> but yeah so I, I mean I, I sent her a reply and just said you know I'm I'm sorry I didn't return your call I'm I'm really busy I've got a ton of things going on you you've called and left messages I haven't returned your call so then I call her and, and I mean it was just none of that it she asked about Gray's plans and just how I was doing, and then that she was worried that she had upset me somehow. No, I'm like, no, Grandma, I love you too. I'm sorry I made you feel bad, but
3: i wonder back in nothing. the day, that's just why like people just didn't recall. Like if you if you didn't respond back to somebody's calls, they just you just hated them. because man, <laughs> that generation. If you don't call them back, they how, really how old is she? Hate them.
1: uh Just celebrated her 80th birthday in okay, July. So she's a silent generation.
0: Yeah, mm. she's just ahead of the boomers. Who are all, almost
1: all selfish assholes That's true. that do this kind of shit. Oh, she's always been big into guilt, like as far back as I can remember. Always, 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 always. But she is, she's very, she's, she's like, I don't even think she's five feet tall anymore. Mm-hmm. Teeny tiny. Shrink. It's so cute. We call her Grandma Cupcake and it's not, <laughs> it's not meant as a pejorative. Like she's just super sweet, but yeah, always huge into guilt trips. I don't know.
3: There's a lot of power in that.
1: In guilt trips. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There can yeah. be if, if if you let them. The right if people. The,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the people are swayed by it. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, two her. But clearly, in this case, it worked.
3: Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. yeah. did write her back. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> well, it's like, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. yeah. What yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. I know. That, yeah, yeah, I didn't really. I, I. So I'm standing there in the kitchen, and Tracy and Gray are there, and I'm like, oh my god. And Tracy <laughs> says what, and I'm like. You should see this fucking message that I just got from my grandmother and I read it to her and she's like, You have to call her back. Like, why haven't you called? You're a shitty grandson. You have to call her back. It's more like a
0: shit cupcake with frosting on top, really though. It's like sweet but also nasty. Like, you know Yeah,
3: yeah I have a hard time with the guilt thing. I just like I'm such a direct person and and some people are I don't know about your grandma, but some people that pull this are really needy. In ways that mm-hmm. I'm not, and it's not a judgment thing. It's literally just like, I don't need people that hard yeah.
4: mm-hmm. as yeah, a yeah.
3: person. So I don't like my dad was like that, where he, I think it was just more of a control thing, right? Cause it's like the whole gender dynamic and stuff. He was really shitty with sexism. So he would literally, if I didn't call, if I didn't answer his calls, he'd just call like 20 times in a row until I answered him. And it, at, some, at some point, you just give in because it's like, Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is a weird, like,
0: it's very unhealthy. It
3: is. It's not and, and I just don't need to talk to that many people. Yeah. I don't need that much contact. Like whatever whatever you're getting out of it, reassurance or just company or stimulation. Like if I can go my whole day with only just like talking to my coworkers and my fiance and my cats, that's like the best day in the world. I Maybe mean, even not the coworkers, because it's a Saturday, right? Just just the home people. Great. So it's really hard when you're a person like that um to explain that to people who aren't because they really don't seem to they really take it personally. And oh, it's yeah. so hard to talk through that and be like, it's not. Do you understand? Sometimes I just don't want to talk to anybody. It has no, <laughs> my... it does not matter how much I love you. It really, really no. doesn't. Yeah. No,
0: but I know you don't want to talk to anybody, but I'm different.
1: Yeah. Y- uh, you want to talk to me. me. me.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
1: me. You clearly want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it, and
0: if I'm included in that, everybody, then I really am hurt. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. They don't like that you're. they're not. Above everything. And sorry, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to lie to you to make you feel better because that's, that's a, that's to me, that's a break of my virtues. Like, yeah, I don't feel like that's yeah. fair. I want to be honest with you about where you are in my life. I don't want you to have a false expect. That's just going to set you up for pain later. That's bullshit.
1: Oh, well, and in my, so. in my reply. So, you know, I send her the reply and I'm like, I'm, I'm super busy. I'm spinning way too many plates. Uh, you know, I, I got your messages, but you never said what you needed. And so, really, in the list of things that I've got to do that remained at the lower part of the list. And so I, Told Tracy what I had sent back and she's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you, there's a better way to put that. And I'm like, but there's not a better way that I could be like more honest with her yeah, about yeah, it yeah. other than to be really blunt and say, I didn't want to fucking talk to you because I was worried you're going to bitch about me not talking to dad, not talking to dad around Mindy's death day and going to see the grave and all of that kind of bullshit that I want nothing to do with hmm
3: often that i see that with the guilt thing where they're what they're really afraid of it almost seems like is that you are going to bring up that thing that would make you not want to talk to them. like she know she's got to know that she pulls that shit she's got to know that maybe you were afraid that she was going to guilt you and maybe that's what that is is her being like that's not what i was calling for and instead <laughs> of saying that she went this route like yeah you know, how do they They can't not know mm. they do that's interesting yeah.
1: well i'm sure she does know because i mean I ended up yelling the F word at her on the phone in talk in, in, (gasps) (laughs) oh yeah. Yeah. Me screaming the, me screaming fuck at my grandmother on the phone, talking about my dad and what a fucking coward he was. And she doesn't know what the fuck is going on and she needs to mind her own fucking business. And yeah, my, my grandmother hung up on me. Mm hmm. Because I'm I sure, was screaming, <laughs> I was, I was screaming the f word at her. What's
0: that thing they say about gingers? No soul, right, or something?
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: wonder, <laughs> wonder how that came about. Just makes me think that the, 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 <laughs> fucking the, yelling at your eighty <laughs> year old grandmother you call cupcake. She wasn't eighty at the time. She was. <laughs> she was seventy,
1: she was 70
0: something. Oh, okay. Makes me think that the boomer generation should also be called the "It's Not About You" generation.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. But that you're comes gonna up make so it about. You. Yeah, that
0: works yeah. either way. Yeah. <laughs> if you're talking to them, or if you're doing an impression of what they say to everyone else. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So projection. Fuck you, got so mine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. This is Phil Ferguson of the cleverly titled "The Phil Ferguson Show," and thank God you're listening to the Godless Revolution.
2: Oh, I love God. He's so deliciously evil.
5: Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment.
0: Hey, everybody, we're the Utah Outcasts, and we want you to listen to our show.
3: We're a rowdy bunch of super liberal atheists that reside in the state of Utah, who bring you current events and featured content on a semi-weekly basis.
1: Whether it's us poking fun at the religious right or ranting at the world in which we we all reside, we want to borrow your ears for about an hour twice a week. Hey, and don't
0: forget to tell them the best part about it. Oh, yeah. The show's free for all. It is indeed. So if you like free, we're available through iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Patreon, and even in full HD video via YouTube. Give us a listen. You won't be sorry.
5: Thanks for listening. Now back to the show.
1: Going back to your talk about the crucible of goodness. hmm uh-huh. Uh, one of the things that seemed to be a bit of a central theme was the whole aspect of ancient peoples having this hidden, this knowledge that is now hidden to us or mm-hmm. has been lost to the ages in history or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and my note here was just that it's interesting to me, you know, this vague notion that the people have of ancient peoples and that they had access to some sort of knowledge or power, which has been somehow lost in time and history. And that it's not only been lost, but is some kind of dark and sinister knowledge, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why it's been lost or right. or hidden or forgotten. You know, it was it wasn't that it was just lost, and we need to try to regain it. It was lost on purpose. Right, it was like buried. Yeah, right. yeah. How much of that do you think is influenced by our current culture? <laughs> that just that you know that that we have this projection that we're putting onto these people in the past that they had this hidden knowledge that may have been dark and we need to not seek that knowledge Mm -hmm. they they had it and there were sinister things going on and we need to avoid that wherever possible right
3: well if you think about it in the way if you incorporate it with ideas like white supremacy and colonialism and imperialism right this is another way for those systems to do their job if you believe that a culture holds like only dark secrets um, it makes sense why they got destroyed by your superior white culture. It makes sense why you wouldn't go digging up their mm. histories. It makes sense why you wouldn't take their religion seriously because they're all evil, which makes no sense. That makes it zero. That's really what, like, even as a kid, um, studying religion, what I was trying to wrangle with was this once you, I don't know about you guys, but I got this real perspective growing up here and growing up just even slightly influenced by Mormonism, um, that Christianity was the start of history. And oh, even yeah. though you were aware like, oh, Egypt and Greece and Rome are three. Or at least of any history blah, blah, blah. that's worth
1: writing right. down. And
3: right, and, and even though you have these ideas of these things that existed before Christianity, for me they kind of existed free floating in space like in this, they weren't contextualized, they weren't, I didn't have a solid reasoning of how we got from Egypt or Rome or Greece to Christianity and what happened to the civilizations and why their religions didn't survive. Um, and so it's a country, like this idea of hidden knowledge from especially ancient sources. We see it in ancient aliens. We see it in like mm. the lost condom Atlantis, um, ancient aliens is racist as shit. Okay. The whole premise on that thing is the idea that non-white people can't build civilization. That's bullshit. We have right. civilizations <laughs> all over the world that have been built by non-white people. We have, we have proof all over Africa. We, I mean, it's just stupid. It's just colonialism, um, still digging its heels in to just promote the idea that only white people have culture. And only white people have non-evil culture um, or history worth remembering. And if you remember how much of indigenous culture and non-white culture we've just erased, um, I think this idea of making a mystery out of it um, is a is a kind of a cultural way that people have dealt with this lack of knowledge and this gap in our understanding. Because I think we have this idea that we don't really know. Um, y- there's there, There's some holes in the way that we hear history when we hear about Columbus, when we hear about, the history of the West and America even. Um, and I think it's just part of our natural inclination to be like, well, we know other places existed. Uh, we know that other empires got in contact with people. We know these things. So what happened to them? And they go, oh, well they were evil and they had all this dark knowledge. And so they ought- to obviously got destroyed yeah. by our God. All, all was our God. All was the Christian God destroys them. And our, our civilization has survived because we are superior and we're moral and we're um, we look at science. We don't worry about superstition. We're not out here doing crazy demon ritual and stuff. We're just eating our dead God, but it's fine. That's
1: different. <laughs> <laughs> We're not filthy heathens. We're savages. not
3: heathens. Yeah. Dance around a fire. We just eat our God. It's fine. <laughs> it's what? different. An
0: example of that was brought to my, uh, knowledge when I visited, uh, Cancun and they had a, uh, they had this, uh, park that was there. It was like the Disneyland of Cancun, whatever the fuck it was. It was like a nature park kind of thing. And during, we went to this pageant thing at the end of it and they had everybody dressed up in like traditional Mayan costumes and everything. And they talk about how, um, Christianity came to them and how it changed everything. And there, everybody was venerating it at the thing. And I'm like, Oh God, how sad. Yeah. And at You're the same forcing. time, there's a lot of people that in this country, they go, well, look what happened to the Mayans. They just all disappeared. They just went away. <laughs> yeah. It was no, they were just colonized guys. Yeah. <laughs> but they Spanish, were the aliens, partly. Partly.
3: right? They the, the aliens came and took them back because they gave them all that knowledge and they were like, well, now you owe us and now y'all have to come with us. Like, and hey,
0: they're still there. It's like, <laughs> they're still
3: Mayans, dude. They're yeah. still there. What, what happened to the yeah,
0: Neanderthals? Yeah. Have you seen Ken Ham? I mean-
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I met a Mayan. We went down last year to where do we go for my friend's wedding? Um, damn it. The, it's a, I guess Cancun. Yeah, but we, we went on a tour to Tulum. Yeah. And yeah, use a real ass Mayan. Just. They just live off the grid because, because again, the colonialist <laughs> government has.
1: He's, he's a real ass. He man. was. He real was real
3: as hell. Man. He was straight up Mayan. Whole, whole T-shirt job. idea right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real as Mayan. Real as
3: Mayan. He was great. <laughs> Super nice. Um, yeah, and he uh, he told us all about how they live off the grid. How the women who give birth, um, they don't have their kids don't have birth certificates or the equivalent of Social Security numbers or really any paper trail. Like these indigenous people still live out there. They're, the the colonial government has just basically shoved them off in the equivalent of reservations, it sounds like. And I don't know how they compare it to how we treat our indigenous people on in the reservations, yeah. but it's probably pretty similar.
0: Well, because, um, I mean, they're a bunch of bad hombres.
3: Right, right. Just raping and <laughs> and packing pot over the border. I assume right. some of them are good. Just, yeah, some so of them. I guess. guess. Sure not, not to
0: go too far off on the rabbit trail, but did you guys see the uh, the dumbass Stonehenge that we got going on in the Mexican border right now where they have the the model? walls set oh, up God. that that uh-uh. trump paid no. for there's they're, they're i don't know what kind of stonehenge they're calling it but they built m- mock-ups of the walls that trump wants for the for the border and they have like four or five of them
3: they're the see-through one i haven't seen oh, that one it.
0: yet but it's just <laughs> funny that they're they're like you gotta going, watch out for look at <laughs> these they're 30 drug feet. By, those drug bags they're 30 feet <laughs> tall look at them they're impressive and like it's being completely lost on them that there's a drone Flying over this, taking pictures <laughs> of it and everything. I'm like, that's how they're gonna smuggle things, you dumbasses! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, thirty foot wall. I have a drone and a ladder. And they've and been a building
3: tunnels for quite a while, also, <laughs> like wow. so I'm yeah. pretty Drug sure they'll it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but that you know what that that actually, well, it says two things, but it does say it does speak to what you were just talking about. That how fucking dumb do they think the Mexicans are?
3: Why do you think? Well, yeah, why, why does our capitalist nation I mean, think the Mexican drug smugglers are going to work any less hard to get money than our fucking capitalists do? Yeah, and, ha- and yeah. break any more laws and find any other ways around regulations. Right. Why <laughs> does it? You do it. You guys break fucking laws and destroy the economy all the time. Right, right. right. Why well, yeah, they, they? get it out it. around a but wall. We're,
1: <laughs> but we're really smart and our skin isn't uh, brown. Right, so. but and the, it,
3: it's God wanted it this. We, way don't, we
1: don't have that natural handicap. God. And these people <laughs> that bring up this whole
0: false equivalence when they, I mean. You can't say it's such a false equivalence, but when they try to say the, well, if you regulate guns, they're just going to be in the black market and everybody's just going to buy guns. Don't you remember what happened with liquor? It's like, yeah, it's the same shit that's going on with drugs. Mm -hmm. If you guys were to make those legal, we wouldn't have to
3: pay cartels. We wouldn't need the wall, idiots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because there'd be nothing to smuggle over because it would be legal. And they would just go through a checkpoint, like all fucking customs you idiots. <laughs> no, and that—I mean, it really is. It really—it's about control. It's—it's it's not about It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's disgusting.
1: Well, mm-hmm. in older cultures and societies had different boundaries mm-hmm. than we have now. I mean, they weren't. I mean, I—I—I I, I can't speak to any in particular, and I'm sure you would know much much more about it than I would. But it's my understanding that a lot of ancient cultures. Didn't have this stigma against homosexuality Mm -hmm. or being sexually promiscuous or.
3: Yeah, they fell in different places. It totally depended on like Rome had different variations. Like obviously Greece had homosexual activity, which was and obviously some pedophilic activity, which we would not endorse today. Um, You've got um, in Rome, you had things like the vessel virgins who literally had to stay virgins their whole lives. And if they didn't, they were buried alive um you've got but what would it the, the vessel virgins who kept the um the the fire going in the temples and the vessel temples um it was a it was a for life position um and they and they actually had a lot of power for women in rome and it was a it was the kind of thing where if they um and i can't remember if it was releasing criminals but it was the kind of thing if they saw like a criminal procession or whatever and decided just free one of them they could like they had a lot of power for what they were but the cross of that being if anybody found out they compromised their purity they would literally just bury these women alive um so, a lot
1: of power for a woman in rome that's like that's like, uh, yeah.
3: what would it be, yeah. the
1: the head of church education who happens to be a woman in the LDS church? Like, <laughs> right. a lot of power mm. for being for a, a woman, a woman yeah. in the LDS yeah. church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rome was just
3: certainly patriarchal. But yeah, we had it was just different boundaries, different boundaries around death, different boundaries around um, the concept of dying for a god was something that Romans wouldn't have, like, nobody's going out and dying for Zeus. That's stupid. They go out and die for Rome, for a city and a wall and, mm-hmm. and, and prophets and crops and their families that, that, are, that make sense. But their concept of death wasn't. Um, didn't demand they died for a god or for death, right? That's why Caesar was so surprised when he met the Celts and they had crazy berserker guys running into battle naked and nuts because they had a concept of, of reincarnation. They weren't afraid of death like the Romans were. So, because they thought they were just going to get reincarnated. They had all these human sacrifice stuff, which again, Rome was really not into because they didn't have a concept of re- of really the afterlife or reincarnation in the way we think about it. So um, to again, to sacrifice a person I think we've got like we found a temple some archaeology um of a of a sacrifice below like one temple altar and that was a really big deal when they found it because again that just that was a desperate move that was a we're in the midst of a huge war and we've got all sorts of economic problems and we really need some god's help um but typically they didn't sacrifice people but the celts did and that was just part of their culture um that's hmm. why i think part of why christianity took so hard of a hold in rome is i think they would have naturally been Kind of blown away by people who would die for a god, and even though the the Christian sacrifice and the whole Roman sacrifice and Christian is really overblown historically, like we don't have a lot of proof that Rome was persecuting Christians to the level that is kind of popular in myth, like throwing them to the lions and shit. Um, well,
0: Christians love that. They do. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, they yeah, love a the good idea, idea
3: of persecution. persecution. So, yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a whole book yes. that came out in the last Spake ten years, me. Spake me. looking at that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm not saying no Christians got persecuted. I just don't think we have historical proof to show it was to the level that we've thought before. Um, but Romans would have been a little perplexed at the idea of people dying for a God. And so I think some people would have been naturally curious to learn about that. And it might've been even convincing that plus Rome's roads, um, the infrastructure they'd already built for a missionary system and, and what have you, like, I don't, it's crazy to me how monotheism caught hold just then. Cause it wasn't mm. even like the first time it was tried. And yet that was the time it really stuck and got, and, and got stuck in people's throats. Um, but yeah, boundaries have been different. They're different across all cultures. And the, I think the American, especially like, we've gotten so dominant that our mistake is that we don't ever really have to think about any other culture's boundaries. Um, but other right. people's cultures do. Like, immigrants have to. Immigrants know, like, white mainstream culture boundaries as well as their own because they have to to survive. Whereas us in white culture in America, we kind of don't have to. Like, that asshole dude is like, why would you want to go learn about possession? And, because he doesn't fucking have to. He never has to yeah, know exactly. this stuff to exist. And that's really what white supremacy protects is we don't ever have to know what anybody else does. We just know what we do, and everybody better fall in line. It's a dominance thing.
1: Yeah. I, why would I have to learn anything other than that I'm fucking awesome?
3: Right. You you, you adapt your shit to me, and yeah. maybe I'll learn about your shit if I feel like it. Mm-hmm. But I also don't have to. So,
1: Like I
0: saw yeah. a tweet uh, the other day from a fellow an African-American guy who said that an old white lady told him he looked like a thug on the mm-hmm. bus. On his way to graduate school for his third <laughs> yeah, degree. Jesus that one.
3: Christ. Yeah. And that's a <laughs> right? That's a boundary <sighs> problem. Yep, that is a boundary problem. Yeah. So our our Christianity has created our specific boundaries and that, that tell us what to be afraid of. And that's kind of what we talked about in the talk, right? Is just illustrating what those boundaries look like and how they manifest in horror movies, because they can manifest a lot of different ways depending on your little subgenre like slasher um basic monster or space horror or whatever. Is gorer
0: a category? It should know. be. I thought about that today. What I'm is like, gore? Like, like, Gorer, like just gore? like slashers I think would fit in gore because they're not like really scary. They're just super bloody and nasty like human centipede. Uh, would I would be I like a, a gore yeah. is what I call it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. th- then there's body horror. Right, kind of which stuff is a that whole, that's like too. the What's that? Like Ichi the Killer. Uh, What's the, that? Takeshi Miike does really Who's good? that? A Japanese director. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun to talk
3: about. <laughs> yeah, the idea of your body being like Have you ever seen any Cronenberg's? Like um,
0: David Cronenberg movie? That yeah, does anything. not sound like a Japanese name. No,
3: no, no he's no. no, he's he does a lot of body horror. Of like, do you ever, see, you ever watch, watch Rick and Morty? Yes, the Cronenberg episode the Cro- where everybody when, uh, that's what uh, they're referencing is the body horror in Cronenberg oh, okay. movies. Yeah, when
0: all of them turn into monsters and the only normal people are are well normal in air quotes there that are are Morty and uh, Rick. Mm. And they leave that existence because, like, fuck, we can't live. Well, no, right, they right. they have the the normal family. They're like, still yeah. They turn, the whole, them, they turn yeah. the
3: whole they turn the whole Cronenberg except their family, and they're like fucking survival. Oh and they keep God, going
0: bullshit. back to it. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, it. but yeah, that idea of
3: your body morphing and becoming weird and and unrecognizable, like that's a whole specific. That's a specific fear, right? That that hmm. idea of you not being able to recognize your own physical form or it being out of control, right? Uh, torture porn to me is always just that. You just want to watch blood, and you just want to watch and hostile, like yeah, oh, yeah, which yeah. was so disappointing. Like, it just, I don't know, it just does nothing for me. I feel like that goes back <laughs> to the, the death cult thing of just like, do you just, you just want to watch people get tortured? Okay, that's. That's fucking weird. All right.
0: That's why I like bands like Guar. I used to buy their VHS. Gwar. Gwar.
3: <laughs> yeah. But has got some fucking self-awareness and they're, some like, they're awesome you know, it, they, get the, they get it. They get, yeah, they're awesome uh, about it.
0: We're, this is completely costumed bullshit, but yeah. people are buying into it. And, and I so, wouldn't even <laughs> say it's like
3: upsetting. Like it's a, like it's very tongue in cheek and it's very, yeah. And... Whereas like stuff like Hostel and stuff like um, cent- like human centipede and stuff, it's trying to fuck you up. And there's a certain part of me that resists that. I don't like when people are trying to make me upset or fuck me up, which I know sounds weird. Cause I love horror, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's the torture porn has this very specific quality to me. That's like that, that edge Lord fucking all right. Nazi bullshit. Like I'm just going to say the most shocking thing to piss you off. Well, like, yeah, I can't, I can't be creative. So I'll be shocked. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Like I don't, I can't build a narrative. So I'm just going to put a person through like the worst shit I can imagine. Like yeah. that's, I li- I'm a I'm a woman in America. Good luck. Good fucking luck shocking me, girl. <laughs> good, luck, good luck shocking me with what pe- what men do to people and what right, men right. do to
0: women. Like, oh, okay. Well, then all, a lot of those movies are obviously directed by guys and from guys' point of view when mm-hmm. not realizing, like, ladies bleed yeah. on a monthly basis. So, like, they're constantly around that kind of stuff. And so guys are like, ooh, blood. Ew, <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So. Well, but I mean... I don't want to call you out too hard on that, but like they're not frolicking in it, right? They're no, not no, tossing no. it around the room, no. splattering <laughs> it on walls. You no. don't know what we no. do when we're however, usually. however, as a as a one time janitor at a hospital.
3: <laughs> oh, that's I've seen some shit, gross,
0: literally. And one of my least favorite things, because I'm a dude that got oogied around that kind of stuff, is having to clean up that special little trash can next to the stalls hmm. in the ladies' room. It's just like. No. <laughs> Dudes are,
3: you guys are also taught to just be grossed out by that that's a yeah, cultural thing true. you guys are taught like oh gr-. it's true. like the, that there's yeah. grown men who get like grown men with fucking children who still get weirded out by this to me is like that mm. is a fucking cultural failure because this is oh, a, yeah. i yes, cannot yes. believe like the, the shit that women have to go through and put up with, and and do and again. That's a that's a privilege thing, like the white privilege. You guys don't have to fucking think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the culture mm-hmm. is set up to where you guys get to just draw a line and be like, "Honey, that's gross," and nobody can do anything. Like, right, right. Well, right, and right, everybody right. that
1: <laughs> I've known who who had a huge problem yeah, with true. it, it was always the most conservative, most religious guys that I knew, yeah. who were like, "Oh, oh, uh, my wife, you you went and picked up tampons for your wife at the store." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, did your dick
3: fall off?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: they <laughs> like, I won't even stand in line if she's got it in the basket.
3: That dude, what? what really? are you five? grow wow. yeah. up. God damn. Yeah. And I've
0: got that. I've that got is three preteen weird. girls, so they're. I'm about to be facing that pretty yeah. hardcore. So yeah. you're going to be hip deep in tampons, and it's really
3: not that big a deal. <laughs> I'm going to buy like, the
0: Costco family pack. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Kirkland brand.
3: And and I'll tell you that it's pack. the it's the weirdness that makes it way weirder for for especially young women. Like just chill, right, right. like it's no, just a no, thing, just a shit. Like literally every. Every person with a uterus goes through this. Just well, just I've, I've got
0: one that's nine, and she's gonna butt early. We can tell. And I, so I hear that's we, happening
3: a lot more in like the last yeah. couple mm-hmm. generations. Well, yeah.
0: my wife did too, and so yeah. we just know it's it's in the family. And so we we've talked to her. My wife's talked to her. I'm like, okay, well, you're being way too like super adulty words here. So here, let let me use the clinical words with her. Let me explain things on a level that it's, it's not talking down. It's not trying to make it weird or anything. It's like this is something that's going to happen. And as a guy, it's kind of weird that I feel that I'm being the one that has to explain bodily functions of females to my daughter. I mean, you think that's kind of like a rite of passage kind of thing, but. Well, maybe you shouldn't have mansplained it over your wife.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, she just.
0: God damn it. I walked into that one. My wife wants me to have the the birds and the bees talk, too, because she's just. I'm like, she's like, you can be clinical about it. I'm like, yeah. She just get
1: uncomfortable <laughs> talking
0: about it. Yeah, she doesn't like talking about bodily functions and stuff and death and all these other things. Hey, it's all just...
3: those things were taught not to fucking talk about. Well, mm-hmm. and she was yeah, and she was really brought up Mormon and
0: I wasn't, so I mean, I don't know if that has something to do with it. But... Oh yeah, probably.
3: Yeah, it, it's very conservative yeah yeah i never
0: especially got especially like, being a girl growing up in the lds church too. like that was the, the time
3: i was in mormonism i don't remember a single like period talk or any of that like womanhood shit any of it oh, and, how dare you i mean you granted it was tiny it was a tiny period of time but still like you think it's a period out. About, ah! about four to five days See I, did there? Ah! <laughs> so, I meant to do that <laughs>
0: i'm clever well and even in in mormonism the the Ladies go to Relief Society when the men go to priesthood, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like,
2: yeah.
0: I've always yep. wondered about that. What is that, like, finally we're away, we get a relief, we're away from, like, what is what is the point of calling it? What does that mean? I does thought, anyone know what, what that that mean? They they mean? I thought was because they yeah.
3: they actually, they started as, like, a literal, like, like a charity, charity. organization. Oh, okay. So okay. they were providing relief to, like, the community, which is why they're always the ones to do, like. Um, they when, they, when, a, when a mem- to, somebody dies they yeah. are, they're always making sure the family's fed for like okay. a couple of weeks and stuff I think yeah. but don't I? we'd have to back that up
0: cookies on my front porch every right. once okay. yeah wow. they're
3: keeping track they're that the ones sense. keeping track and providing yeah providing relief to the ward or the community which is commendable but again why aren't the men fucking doing that too yeah.
0: well it's like yeah here we'll set up this whole little thing so you can do what you always have right and what you <laughs> you're gonna do, baking
3: because like, we make you so why don't you just do hey, more women, baking for more people get back in the kitchen
0: get back in there yeah <laughs> right we're gonna put a kitchen in our church
3: yeah and then they did. They did. And then they <laughs> fucking did. Oh man, did they have a kitchen in the temple too? Because that would really nail it. I, bet you, I bet I've they only texted I, one I think temple before.
0: I think they do, but I don't think it's like for well, people to. Eat. I'm I'm sure probably there's enough one payments, in there, yeah. but yeah, I don't yeah. think it's for. Well, I mean, the oxygenarians got to eat something. You know, they're not going to go to it. McDonald's in their white suits. You know? Well, and some yeah. of them
3: are. Yeah, they're some of those temples are probably like not going to clear. They seem to have, like clear the room around it too, where there's not a lot of. It's in a neighborhood, and there are oh, mm. the things around where you can go buy stuff. Have to eat, right?
1: Well, yeah, they usually buy it on an empty square of land Mm -hmm. somewhere, way up on a hilltop, so it can be seen from miles. Uh
3: That's where you put your best ruins, though. I gotta say, I would love (laughs) to see some temple ruins, though, because like I love Roman ruins, I'd love to see what like Mormon temple ruins are going to look like. I wish they're going to look. Well, you've you've been been to Cancun, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> all the Mayan ruins You already know it old oh, yeah. Zarahemla Oh yeah There you go I mean that's where Mormonism is from And all the ancient stories Chichen Eats uh, Zarahemla back, dude. Yeah. dude
3: My favorite part of that Was that you could see On one of the ruins They had like a um, A red hand print And it was like a, An architecture signature And they had the same stuff At like Machu Picchu and stuff So I, that's so badass That they were still You actually had like Artist signatures on that shit Oh that is cool it. I love stuff like that
0: I just love seeing All the Mormon field trips Going on down there When you're at these Ancient ruins And they're like just to think, the Lamanites used to live god here. God, fucking doing damn this it! I can't like
3: believe a- there's Mormon tours of this shit. I'm oh telling yeah. this history, I'm blown away. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know this. Yeah, oh and
0: my the, god. They see the winged serpent, and they're like, that means Jesus. I'm but, like, <laughs> but the church, the the church does not take an official position on the geography right. of uh, <laughs> because they can't place the Book of Mormon on Earth, obviously. But but they definitely do encourage the. Well, they can't the- put it in North America anymore. <laughs> We've got <laughs> lots of things that go. Uh, no, that didn't exist here. <laughs> Well, they still do with the Hill Cumorah and <laughs> well, they, upstate New York. And they, they own still, that. Yeah. And they still have on their videos, like Joseph actually trans, like, like translating plates in front of him. <laughs> I, I subscribed to a channel called hard to find Mormon videos. And I watched mm. the, the three witnesses one the other day and I'm like, God damn, like their, their official line doesn't even match this shit anymore. And like people. Yeah. Oh, it's true. He read between, he had a sheet between him and he read these golden plates and. He translated him. He didn't have the breastplate with the stones on it or anything right. either. I'm like,
3: I almost said a he didn't have a hat stuff. with a
0: rock or anything. They would have been smart to ditch the whole Hill Kimura thing early on. Mm-hmm. Now it's a thing and they now can't. Now it's latched onto it. But yeah. according to the story, you know Moroni was the last one to hold the brass plates before he buried them in the hill. That's a long way to take them. Yes. <laughs> so that's a long fucking way to go yeah. from, from Cancun to walk from all the way Can- to Can- New <laughs> York. Plus, why leave
3: Cancun to why it's beautiful Well, he there. was being hunted
0: so oh, yeah well. the the Lamanites were after him
3: the Lamanites, for
0: sure fucking lame i made the mistake of a, going to a festival they were doing in northridge one time where it was fiesta Lamanita, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what is this and she's like oh no don't worry about it it's cool people just dress up in costumes and they got good mexican food and i'm like cool and then i found out the reasoning behind it and i'm like oh my god you guys really believe that Mexico and, like, all the Native Americans were...
3: <laughs> Man, I hadn't heard about it, like, being relocated to Mexico. I've always known it as, like, our indigenous red people right here, but I hadn't heard about it being shifted to... Man,
0: that... oh, yeah, South American, American temples
3: and everything. stuff. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And again, this is a failure if our... if our Wait, you studied system... anthropology
1: and history, and you've never heard this
3: before? Uh, not about the Mormons, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, jeez. <laughs> wait, Cause, wait. Cause you think right, it's just...
0: right now is the first time you're hearing about them... Taking that, like, the South American Yeah,
3: I was totally familiar with them. That, that was their, that was their reasoning it. for, like, um, like, American indigenous people. I guess mm. I hadn't heard that they had started to apply the Lamanite story to... Mayans and or, stuff, mm-hmm. honestly. My,
0: my favorite is the tapirs that they consider yes. the horses. Those the must Book have been the horses because the Book of Mormon clearly <laughs> <laughs> talks about them riding horses God, into war. And so, well, a, whor- horses weren't here. Well, then the well, tapirs were. There's a t shirt that has a tapir on it and it says horse underneath it. <laughs> and I want one <laughs> so bad. <laughs> This is this is why we have
3: to do this basic like basic history in our classes because (laughs) something's got to challenge this fucking narrative because this is all Mormon if this is all Mormon kids are hearing like no wonder like we're like 50 apologetics yeah Yeah.
0: that'd be like riding a war golden retriever into battle oh my god you know all of these (laughs) not much they're about the same size as (laughs) this paper the steel scimitars as they're talking about and it's Mm -hmm. like. Where the fuck are the foundry ruins? Yeah. You know, like no, those I'm sure were. I'm not sure
3: Mayans <laughs> were producing steel. They were not. Yeah. No, nobody,
0: nobody They were not. They were. There's so many anachronisms that yeah. don't match up. And they're, this book is true. I know. Yeah, it yeah. And to we be just true. have a whole
3: history of the Mayans. Like we have a whole thing about explaining their entire thing and with their calendar and all sorts of stuff that's like nothing. God damn it. Yeah, so they, have a, they
0: have whole stories and stories about, you know, 100,000 people dying in a battle that all had metal armor and swords oh and shields never been found not a single they, you know piece. they've talked right. to natives who who have said well according to our stories we first the first time we ever saw metal was was like in the 1600s when they brought coins and we used to just we used to just flatten them out and make them into jewelry wear them on ne- a neck- necklace mm-hmm. we didn't know what the fuck you know
3: yeah because they wouldn't have those current yeah yeah
0: they had no idea that wasn't you know yeah, they weren't exactly is, smelting iron sands. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Yeah,
3: That's why this shit, the ancient alien shit, this idea, it's that that fucking white supremacy thing that, that brown people can't do things for themselves. And they can't. If, if something got built, if something got big, it was because of white people. It was, cause, it was just so fucking frustrating, dude. <laughs> so, it's so Like, it's so easy to refute. It takes nothing, literally nothing. I can show you. I can get you on Google Earth right now and show you shit in Africa and mm-hmm. stuff that you've never seen that nobody talks about being built. And. And for oh, hundreds of years, well, maybe not hundreds now, but early anthropology was just like, "Oh, well, we ha- it must have been white people. We're gonna we're gonna have to find the white people that came down here." Like we're talking in Zimbabwe, like Great Zimbabwe, Jesus. the ruins there. <laughs> how I don't know if you know how far down in the huge ass continent of Africa, Zimbabwe is. Yeah. Yeah. But they're still trying to justify how somehow oh, wait, African, Europeans African's got just down a here. Country, right? It's, right. It's Just this well, country that's like only half you know, of America.
0: Country. It would be nice to get a map that actually reflects how big Africa right, really our, fucking is.
3: Uh, another way that <laughs> we big water this around thing.
2: it. But Ocean a lot water. Of big water. It's deep, it's, <laughs> deep water.
3: Yeah. It's hard to get there. I don't think we can. It's on the moon basically. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. But that stuff those white If you're power working so hard to yeah. explain why white people built this, maybe just consider for a fucking second that they goddamned it. And why why would why would white people travel this far to just like it's just but so that, much they that just want to strike Why do
0: you why do you why do you hate white
4: people? <laughs> Well, I yes, think that's fairly yeah.
3: obvious. What's to like? We're Hashtag not all white people. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, if you're offended by it, we are talking about you. If we're not, right, if you're not right. offended by it, we're not. If, talk- you, if
3: you got a problem, I, I I implore you to just please look inside your heart and punch yourself in the face, <laughs> <laughs> and then go read a history book and just calm down about white people.
0: I talking. hope someone comments something like that. Oh. I, I I really liked it, but I felt you were being a little bit racist at the end, like something like that. You know?
3: <laughs> like I can be more if you want me to talk about white people more. I could definitely do that. You
0: get into my wheelhouse. We got to have you on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Hi,
1: this is Thomas Westbrook, and I have a YouTube channel called Holy Kool-Aid, where I take topics and I break them down in five or ten minute videos, trying to give a laser focused perspective on religion, philosophy, and science. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution podcast.
0: The problem is to have a way of thinking about the world that doesn't allow you to reliably navigate because you are not basing your, your worldview on evidence and argument. That's the problem.
5: If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 81 rebel, or Twitter the twatter at tjr podcast. Thank you.
1: Your other talk that you recently that you recently delivered, yes, just on <laughs> Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, yep. You do? Oh, that's right, Saturday. I'm so busy. I get
3: no, shit same here.
1: confused all the time. So <clears throat> Wednesday, I was there, and I don't remember which day it was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sounds about right.
1: So on Saturday, when you delivered your your presentation on the ones who dwell within, you talked about the oracles of Delphi mm-hmm. and that they used psychotropic gases.
3: Yeah. Um. So I can't remember the exact mixture of gases, but it was um. It's something coming up naturally from the earth. It was a fissure they found, and the, the the legend of the temple. Where why they built it where they did because delphi is in a um they're the part of delphi it's in it's like this mountainous valley and it kind of comes up on a hill and it's beautiful you can look up the google images there's still ruins there um i think this is probably still do tours and stuff but um, a goat herder found it and because he saw his goats acting funny when they came up by this crevice right because the gas was fucking them up because it's like you know like the kind of natural gas where you can't see it or even necessarily smell it um and in the paintings they always make it this big billowy smoke which i think is just an hmm. artistic so you can know the so gas. Interpretation. Are there. So it's it's yeah. Mod Flanders' yeah. grave then. Right. So, yeah. gotcha. exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's fucking Mod Flanders' grave. So um uh, r- r- large. But so yeah, they they built they ended up building this temple. Um, because it's not that they didn't know the gases were there, it was that they assumed the gases were a gift from the gods to help them communicate through each other. Because when you got up there and smelled the gases, if it was in the right concentration, you'd go on a fun euphoria and think these crazy I mean it was a trip. It was like a acid trip, a fucking L S D trip, right? um if any anybody's any ever done like psychotropics like that feeling um is very much what it seems to be described by the historians that went there's a whole book on it called Oracle um where scientists went and tried to find this mixture and do some like actual geography and and that kind of work to investigate what because the, the gases aren't coming out now so whatever was coming out during the mm. height of Delphi that's why the temple oh, really? ended up collapsing well, yeah
0: i've been seeing a lot of uh, studies going on where the early church history of the LDS church where they used um magic mushrooms they they gave mm. people tinctures and, and uh like the in the what the hell the one I'm trying to say the when in the they, strong when drink. they no when they give you your cup of water nowadays the oh, tr- sacrament, sacrament no, it would I... be something that has you trip balls awesome. with everybody else within the congregation. And Joseph Smith knew about it because he's the one that put it in there kind of thing. And he's like, I'll so, have you see in God kind of thing. Yeah, right. so he's like, it'll all make sense in a minute. Just, just, yeah, uh, just drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, uh, Bryce Blankenagle has a show called Naked Mormonism. He went yeah. like three episodes on that. And it was fucking That's fascinating crazy. to listen to hmm. to, to the to the evidence they had of it. They don't have exact evidence, but they have Joseph being really good friends with this guy that knows natural medicine and stuff. And he had all this stuff in his kit, which was also handy for him making the ladies that he had and have abortions and stuff. But Damn. Early church history is fucking crazy stuff. I'm not even Mormon. I find it fascinating well, because religion, we have so much.
3: Religion's been doing psychotropic stuff for thousands of years. Yeah, that wouldn't yeah, even yeah. be weird. It would be yeah. it would be more normal of them to have access to that stuff. Honestly, they're, mm-hmm. it's weird that they don't access anything like that. So
0: It's like a staple of shamanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but Delphi was like that where it was just gases and and you had an, um women who were acting as oracles. And this went on for hundreds of years, long enough that they... I mean, it's not one woman, right? It's multiple oracles. Um, but they had um, structure set up to where they could recognize if the gases were too heavy and they wouldn't, they'd shut down the temple for that day and they were protect, trying to protect these women. You
1: know the what they would do to test for that?
3: Um, they, it was, it was, they would, they had a measurement system where, um, it was, I don't know if it was smell based. I'm trying to remember from the book. Um, but they talk about, oh, the gods are not talking or too mad. And that's how they'd interpret it to the people who are waiting. And sometimes people have to like camp outside and stuff. I th- I know. I remember a couple reading that they, women would, um, get on the, it's called a tripod, so it was like a, a stool with three legs that would sit over the crevice that they, in the temple, and they'd end up passing out, like, if, if people insisted on those days that they try to get a reading, um, the women would end up passing out, because the gas was too heavy, and so mm. they just started being like, hey, this is, we're hurting our oracles, we're not doing this, like, so they actually had a, a little bit of concern for these women, which was good, um, but they'd speak in tongues, and then it would be translated by the priest, um, and it was just, I mean, <laughs> king, kings from afar came, uh- uh, came around to to hear the wisdom of Apollo through these women.
0: Um, how awesome that job would have been! His... Uh, she's high as shit. She's so stoned. It'd be hard to be that priest, though. <laughs> you have to make right? it up on the fly. Yeah, <laughs> you make it up on the fly, and it better be meaningful it better, to this to person. This one or person. Or else, yeah. They traveled
3: maybe thousands of miles. Like we're talking, like Egyptian pharaohs and 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 Roman fucking. Did you will have like, success. Like, yeah. your...
0: Did you see how quickly I turned that into the plight of males, and she just <laughs> accepted it?
3: Hey, <laughs> you guys are. Run shit. Yep, flights. I'm just kidding.
0: Like, can I leave the room now, guys?
3: <laughs> I honestly
0: didn't do that on purpose, but the second I did it, I'm like, like goddamn it. Fuck, I just did that. <laughs> Bad Matt terrible
1: <laughs> so so your talk was titled the the ones who dwell within can you give us a, a brief synopsis of the presentation
3: yeah so um i've been interested in possession and exorcism for a long time um probably one of my earliest like focuses in religious studies when i was a kid because you
1: want to possess people i do Is that a demon
3: it? secretly um yeah. it's it's hard not to be fascinated by it, frankly it's so it's such an extreme ritual it's so there's so much drama to it and especially coming at it from a christian angle like i was coming at it from it it's always evil it's always this like Monstrous thing that happens. Um, also, it's, it, this is kind of a weird, I don't have any like connected recent We talked about a little in the talk. Um, this idea of the more rigid your society is, um, this is where scholars are seeing more of a possession manifestation. So even as a younger person, you kind of get this feeling, like as a, as a younger person who had trauma, I will say, you have an odd connection to possessed girls to this hysteria to this um blaspheming to this idea of rejecting every ounce of all the shit trying to control you um exorcism or no no the last exorcism which was fa- i can't remember what year it came out um i really liked that one it was a found footage one um then a lot of people aren't into that but
1: that was that was just uh 2 or 3 years ago
3: right yeah like, it wasn't was terribly maybe? long ago I, yeah. yeah but i really liked it i thought it cuz it was a uh, um it just took a different angle to it um that's the whole of the thing with the exorcism movies if you can take a new angle I'm all over it um, and this one took that new angle, but there's a point in that where the girl, um, the possessed girl screams about how she's not in control of what happens to her. And I feel like that's a real big possession theme is this idea of especially a young girl watching another young girl just be totally not in control of anything she does or says. And, and she's freaking everybody out and she doesn't understand what's happening. Like as a girl going through puberty and patriarchy and having to deal with like grown men catcalling you on the way home from junior high and you're 12. Yeah. Like this is a, this is a huge feeling you have here. Um, so I got into the subject a lot and this idea that demons, I think we're all, you know, that idea that demons exist, evil exists, we're kind of all attracted to that with that, or at least knowing whether or not it's real. Um, and as a person who was still, I didn't become and like come out as an atheist till my like mid twenties, even though I kind of always had a problem with, could never really latch on to God. I could never get there. And I tried so hard You're not off. grabbing him in the right spot. Just just <laughs> couldn't. Just couldn't just couldn't grab it. Um, you know, just put that fish hook out there and he was just like, fuck <laughs> you, and just swam off. So grabbing by the Just yeah. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say, grab him by the cruci. Your mother sucks cocks in hill.
3: Yeah, couldn't couldn't find him. So it was I tried all these good ways to find God. And so at the at some point it became like, you know what, I'm just gonna go look for demons. Because if I can find demons by that logic, then there has to be Christian God because those two things can't Mm-hmm. You know, if if the if the rules are set up this like this, that means I should be able to find this guy like demons, which means this and this and this. So um just ended up doing a bunch of research on possession and and when it manifested and and people who believed in it, and people who didn't. And um what we found out or what I found out and what other scholars have found out is how possession is so it's universal and yet so particular to the society it exists in. Um you can't have possession, like you can't diagnose somebody with possession unless it exists as a concept. Um, which is why so many people in our culture in America who exhibit symptoms that you could call possession end up just getting mentally ill or um, nervous breakdown or any number of things, right? Because mm. Americans, we don't really talk about possession like that. Some sex, some tiny little groups, right?
1: Little did we know if we just blessed them enough, then they we wouldn't have, have to mind, deal with their mental right? health problems. We, really. You know, yeah. it's, a,
3: it's a thing. Um, and then again, there's some cultures for whom possession is not a big deal. It's not not only not a big deal, it's not evil. It's not a thing you stop or worry about. It's just a, a natural part of life. It's a natural part of of accessing your ancestors' knowledge. Um, that that difference in how we that we have this universal experience where we seem to have all humans across space and time having this feeling of not owning themselves, this feeling of having a foreign entity take them over, or being access being able to access knowledge beyond their their scope and beyond their brain. Um, and yet we find, we always find different ways to talk about it. We always find different ways to decide whether or not we like it. Um, it's deeply fascinating. So this talk is about all the ways, not all the ways uh, we're talking about possession as a concept, why America is the way it is about possession and what that says about us. And then I, we introduced a couple of specific, um, religious traditions and what they do about possession and then talked about how kind of the, um, the current ideas that scholars have behind it. Cause science hasn't figured it out. We don't have any. You know, consensus on what's happening. Um, but one of the things I did find was how, uh, how much more often it's correlated that we have possession, um, instances when the society's rigid and when it's highly, um, they make you conform and when there's a lot of pressure to just obey. Um, and how much more often possession occurs under those circumstances. And to me, even though I can't really articulate why that makes perfect sense, it makes perfect sense that you would have a freak out blaspheming God. Freaking out your parents. As a relief. Right? right? Refusing yeah. to participate in everyday life things when you are emotionally repressed. And that goes double for women or trans people or anybody who's mm-hmm. under like the more pressure you're under from our society, the more rules you're breaking just existing, um, the the more likely you're gonna need to blow off steam at some point. You're we're just human. Again, Christianity forces us to not think about all those things that make us human and force us to deny it. And you can't. It will come out. And I think one of the ways it comes out is possession. It's not really a demon. It's.
1: Are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah, I'm
3: pretty sure. I'm pretty. I have, dude. As much as I've tried to like call these guys out, you'd think they would have fucking noticed me by now and been like, "Hey, this, she's right here. She's because that's the weird thing about. What um, was the name of that? Oh, go ahead. Um, the that's the other weird thing about possession in Christianity is they still have this element of of, um consent. Like, a demon can't come into you unless you consent to it. Mm. And so it it it's this weird victim blaming thing. Because even though you're acknowledging that the demons, the demons more powerful in you and its job, its whole existence is to fuck with you and corrupt you and mess with God and do what it's doing, somehow it couldn't have done it without your permission. Um, reminds me of like a vampire myth, right? You can't, Mm. it has to be invited in. Um, well, yeah, like,
1: like in The the Exorcist, Reagan was playing with the Ouija Ouija board. board.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but
0: that's interesting. That gave tacit approval Mm -hmm. or, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but that also creates a problem for them because then they're saying at least in that situation that the demons are more respectful and more <laughs> <Right>. humane than <laughs> yeah. their yeah. priests
3: Fucking because yeah. they're Fuckin getting A. consent. I didn't say it. They did. And you did. <laughs> but that's, yeah, the Hail demons have to Satan. get consent because again, mm-hmm. the demons have rules. They have to abide by the God set up and blah, blah, blah. So they mm-hmm. can't do this without your permission. So if you just resist them, blah, blah, blah. And if you haven't, and you're possessed. It's kind of half your fault. We'll go the, through the extras and stuff, but it is a it is a social shame. Well, and it's and it's right. kind
1: of God's fault too, right? Because yeah. He created everything. I feel
3: like it's God's he, fault. But whatever. and then He
1: created all of these rules. Like He didn't make the rule like no demons. Right. Right.
3: That should have been and, the rule, frankly. And, and in <laughs> fact,
0: He created humans to start off as cursed. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. we started that, cursed. That has to be the case. Yet. In this case, they have to turn it around and say, no, no, default is that you have God with you and you have to invite the demon or else they can't get past your godliness. We don't have godliness. Yeah. Well, in this case, we do because they have to we have to still blame you for it. So mm-hmm. so in this case, you do have the godliness and you have to let that down and invite the demon in. So Adam and Eve, that doesn't mean anything at, at when we're talking about a demon possession. Yeah,
3: And that's like that's we, out the window. We talk about that in the horror movie thing, like the Christian creation of this idea of pure evil, the Christian creation of a god that only has the attributes of positivity and redemption and stuff. You can't fuck with that. We're humans. We need gods that do fucked up shit and admit it. And and mm-hmm. and we have room for that. Like, like pagan gods who were dicks and did good stuff and did bad stuff. And there was no morality to it. It was just, they were big, powerful humans, but this God is a perfect God and we don't have perfection. So naturally that, that I mean, that question of like, why did God create Satan at all? It's like, because there was nowhere else for all of the shit that God isn't Mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. And you, and, and God really is a creation of people and when you create something like that philosophically and theologically, you have automatically begged the opposite well yeah you've
1: boxed yourself yeah. into a position you where do? you have to mm-hmm. you have to create an explanation for mm-hmm. all of this other horrible shit
3: right and that's why all the shit right. falls apart so easily that's why the way we're cursed right. we have to let him in but we don't but god's yeah. more powerful than why is satan here then why are mm-hmm. we worried about him at all if he's if he's gonna lose in the end and the whole idea isn't there like a i can't remember if it's a is it is it biblical that it comes from where um like we're gonna let satan out and then he's gonna reign for a second and then god's gonna beat him again like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we doing that? <laughs> what? Who's letting him out yeah. of this, and why? Like, he gets one last chance to tempt people in the afterlife. Like, okay, why? What the fuck? Like, that doesn't even make a good story. This is stupid. What is? What is the point of this? So, but again, if you if you draw yourself in such a narrow circle where you can't account for the full human experience, this is what happens. You have to you have to answer right. those questions flat out.
0: Right, because even as irrational as the true believers can be. They still won't accept that this world is perfectly good. Even they can see that's not gonna fly. So you you have to compensate for the or at least or account for the, the negative stuff that yeah. goes on.
3: Where you get the lame passive like, well, God has a plan. Like, I don't know why bad stuff happened. I don't know why this hurricane's mm-hmm. happened and why Trump's not helping anybody. God has a plan. Or, like, really?
0: We have free will. Great.
3: Great. That's 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 <laughs> a helpful. common that's a common answer to that. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Well, then, what's the point of God? <laughs> like, if you're not going to make me obey you because you're powerful, then what the fuck are? You t- so you're just hoping I'll obey you? Like, good luck with that. I don't. I don't like authority. You're
1: going to hope that I obey you, and you're not going to reveal yourself to me except through some maybe vague personal experience that I could have that is locked away from everybody else. I won't even be able to relate this story appropriately enough to anybody else to mm-hmm. convince them of mm-hmm. my personal experience. Right. And Maybe one day if they pray hard enough, they'll have this personal experience with this God.
3: This is why the group drugging is such a great idea (laughs) of Joseph Smith is you have a a, like a spont well, not not a good idea. This is not endorsement. Do not drug people against their will. Ever, ever, ever. From a religious standpoint. Consent is everything. Yeah. Consent. Enthusiastic (laughs) consent. If, um, yes,
0: please, drugs, please, drugs, <laughs> all the
3: drugs now, but if you do it all at the same time, then you don't have to worry about that isolation of experience, right? Everybody fucked up at the same time. Let's all like, you can mm-hmm. see why people do like group trips and group, group journeys, right? Or even mm-hmm. when you have a journey with a shaman or a, or some sort of guide, you've got somebody else there to validate and, and connect with you on that stuff. It's way hard. You're isolated. So hmm. yeah. So yeah, possession's great. It's interesting. Um, there's a lot of facets to it. It's it's also I,
0: nine tenths of the law. Ah.
3: <laughs> De- so, so, demons, so, so, Lucifer really does own way more than, than we think.
0: Well, because yeah. God's letting him do it. He's, <laughs> he's just letting
3: him. He's just, he's just toying. He's like, he's, a, gonna, he's like a cat with a snake. Just he's like, come back around.
1: any minute now. He's, gonna totally <laughs> any, kick any minute devil's now. Ass. My big brother will be here. <laughs> One of the things that you mentioned during your talk, and I asked you about it afterward, and we, we talked about it a little bit is that there are definitely some types of Christian faith, some denominations of Christianity that have more tradition and more experience, um more instances of possession. And mm-hmm. one of them is the Pentecostal faith. Yes. Where they, you know, they use glossolalia. So they mm-hmm. speak in tongues, they handle snakes, they do all of this, you know, really fundamental Christian things like they getting back to the fundamentals of Christianity mm-hmm. and, and what's in the Bible and their their interpretation of it literally versus versus figuratively or anything. And um so y you, you know, I, I said, well why is it or how do how could they explain? And as soon as I asked the question, I thought of the answer in my mind, but you know, it, it struck me that for a religion who The or that claims to be practicing the fundamentals of Christianity, and that is the true religion and is closest to God and what he wants his church to be, that they would be the ones who suffer these possessions and have to deal with demons much more than these other faiths, and why would God choose to allow that to happen to Mm -hmm. them?
3: Yeah, well, that's a that's a question that comes up a lot in possession story. So they acted the Exorcist, they acted and and I and I would highly recommend read the book. The Exorcist book is my favorite novel. It's so funny. Oh yeah. It's so scary. William it's, Peter
1: Blatty, oh, very good book. Yeah. yeah.
3: it's it's so beautifully written. But they they do talk about that. They talk about it extensively. Exorcist
1: three was a two or three that is just and it's not even related to uh,
3: Three, I think in the movie, but it was the second book. So I don't think the Exorcist 2 was related on a book cuz he wrote the Exorcist and then he did the like the one word where where Damien like his body comes back as like a serial killer or some shit. Yeah. Um,
0: Wait, do we cross into the omen all of a sudden? Too?
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> well, well, Damien Harris from the, the priest. Well, yeah. In, in the exorcist movie,
1: movie. Yeah, series. Did, yeah. Oh yeah. In the exorcist movie series. And like I said, I can't remember if it's two or three. I think it's two mm-hmm. that it has like nothing to do with the books yeah. whatsoever. I do really. I've seen two. Yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, the first books, the first book's excellent, but they have a big, um, that's a shame of the books is it's, it's, the fun of, or not fun, the, the psychological point of, to me, of the extrasm story is, um, answering those questions. Why did they pick this little girl? Why is everybody suffering? Why, why is this happening? Right. And the whole, and, and I think Blatty did an excellent job of fielding those questions, which is a shame because like his own church hasn't done a great job of, of, of <laughs> yeah. answering those questions. <laughs> um, but you know, he talks, Karis and, and Marin in between Exorcism bouts are talking about how the, and that's what we named the talk after actually in the crucible of goodness is how, uh, Satan is working in spite of himself to um, serve the will of God and how it's not about this little girl. It's about show. It's about hurting everyone around her. It's about this um, showing that humans are base and that they're, they have this animalistic nature that we can't get over. And so accepting God is finally accepting that even though we're shitty in our core and shitty enough that the demon can bring all this stuff out, um, that God would still love us. And that's the choice you have to make is that accept this love. And I thought that was a really great answer. Um, Exorcism Emily Rose has that whole moment where um, Emily supposedly having these visions of the Virgin Mary and she says, okay, well you can stay um, and you're going to suffer a ton and you're going to die. And these demons are going to kill you, but a ton of people are going to learn about God because demons killed you. And it's going to be this big thing. And you're going to bring a bunch of people back to God, or I can just let you die right now and you can come be happy in heaven. It's your choice. Right? So I think um, for, for especially the Christian narrative, um, demons are a big like you said, it's a it's proof that you are godly. It's if demons are attacking you, you're uh. doing something right. Um after all, it's gonna be this huge demonic apocalypse before uh-huh. the second coming, right? It's gonna be this huge monstrous mm-hmm. attack that we're all gonna suffer, even though it's the left behind people still. Um, mm. they're still getting <laughs> a second chance to fight, right? As, as far as I understand it, the whole point is to go through this extended suffering.
0: Nah, mark Facing of the beast. yeah, directly Thank facing
3: you. demons and stuff. To then come out hopefully on the other side with faith and understanding this stuff. So I think the framing, the Christian framing of it as um, a tribulation, as a a trial of faith, as as why would, you know, the same way armies think of it, why would you, you don't send your fucking best guys. You don't send your immortals after the Spartans that early unless you're that fucking scared of them because um, those mm. are your best guys, right? You don't send your demons out after nobody. You send them out after your Mother Teresa's and your Gandhi's and your... You're big, scary people. So I I think that's a really likely narrative um, that has a lot of traction. It certainly has a lot of traction in exorcism media.
0: Oh, so that gives them an out for this horrible shit both of them did sometimes. Yeah, They were were demonically possessed at the time. Well, I mean, unless, Hmm. but that, (laughs) but that really only matters if you have, you know, a very limited source of demons, Mm -hmm. right? If you, if you have, you know, nearly an infinite number, it doesn't, you don't, you don't, doesn't fucking matter. Send them all. Send them all for everybody. Who cares? You would
3: think. You would think that'd be a tactic, but yeah, they never heard that they never get that far in the explanation. Like, they know. <laughs> why is it? Why are you sending baby demons instead of Lucifer or big guys? Because they're um, what go are they single What file. are all right? What are they all fucking doing? <laughs> and you know, you'll see, you'll get the whole like legion thing where there's like you know Reagan had a couple in her, and Emily Rose had like six, and. You know, it was multiple demons mm. hanging out.
1: Sounds like we're talking about body thetans <laughs> that you get from Scientology,
3: <laughs> right? A little bit.
1: Well, and, and speaking of Legion, I think I liked Legion more than I liked. I never the saw Exorcist. Legion.
3: I never saw Legion. Well, the book, the,
1: the book. Even. Oh, the book. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, I actually I didn't. Um, but I liked. There was a couple parts in it I liked. Yeah. Um, but the Exorcist is, at this point, the Exorcist is like buried in my bones. I can't. <laughs> it, it was so formative for me. It was such a huge. Like as a writer, as a horror fan, as a religious studies person, like I fucking love that book. It's so good.
0: <laughs> Did they make a movie of out of Legion? Because I think yeah, I that may was have yeah. Seen They had a TV that. series that was out too. That was called. Was Legion. that with that creepy ass fucking ice cream man?
3: Ice cream. No, that's man. Legion. That's the movie metal. about. No, that's a that was a weird like. <laughs> yeah. Semi action horror about a different apocalypse where like Michael rebels. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which I I didn't. I only saw bits and pieces. I didn't watch it because I'm real man. I'm picky on my fucking. That's not the one stuff. with Sometimes Denzel
1: Washington, is it? That's I don't, so. I don't think so. I
3: think it was more B. Oh, Paul Bettany's in it. He's like yes. one of the fucking angels. Yeah. He's like Michael or somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Vision.
3: Yeah. What Vi- I know, he betrayed <laughs> us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I had another question here.
3: Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry, Matt, that's one of them
1: comic book movies.
3: Have you seen none? None comic book movies?
0: None? No, no, no Matt doesn't like the, comic It's the voice movie. of Tony Stark's computer for the first handful of movies, too. So. Uh, <laughs> is that what you wanted me to do? No. I just figured maybe you've seen Iron Man, at least. <laughs> mm, well, maybe. the fr- Maybe. Is there one? Oh, dude, I'm so glad you fucking reminded me. I'm going to do
1: it. I saw. Oh, yeah, go ahead. What? I know no, no. you have uh-huh. something else. I know. No, I know. no, You need, go ahead.
0: Sorry, I'm, I'm curious going to now what that was about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you said you had a thing. Oh, this is this the thing? No, no, no. Oh, okay. But I happened to
0: I happened to catch a commercial for Ragnarok.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Can't wait. Thor's so hot. And he goes, he goes. We could be the Revengers. <laughs> and she's like the Revengers? Well. We don't have to have a name. Are you fucking serious? How many how many millions of movies are there and they can't even get one semi-washed up comic to help them in the writing? That's the best they could. And they put that in the trailer. Well, a lot of the scenes were improv. <laughs> I did not expect oh, this level well, of rage about Thor. The, the, the director of the movie is also a comedic. Like director, he did. Oh um, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard nothing but good. But
3: I'm still gonna watch the shit <laughs> yeah, out. Of I'm it. gonna
0: watch it like three times. I don't care.
3: And Black Panther's <laughs> coming. Well, oh.
0: I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't need permission from me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying.
3: He's very mad. Uh,
0: that's just <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. They put that. Well, N- not only did it make the movie, they used that in the trailer like, oh, God, this well, is going to kill. The thing. This is so awesome. We, we got to use a part of that it was hilarious. We got to put that in the it's a problem I've had with American media for a long time. You can't sell shit unless you make it funny. Unless you try, try to I think make it money. Uh, I was gonna say, I think you're missing my point. Because one of my favorite <laughs> video games of all time, one of my favorite video games of all time is Metal Gear Solid. Great spy action, kind of you know uh, infiltration kind of game. Mm-hmm. The American trailer for it is some dumbass like playing around in a waiting pool kind of thing, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna act like I'm a soldier. It's like, god damn it, can we like take anything seriously as a fucking <laughs> nation sometimes?
3: <laughs> no. Hmm. The wrong things.
2: <laughs>
0: no. So, yeah, there's there's that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Taylor Grin from Grin dot com, where we do news, analysis and commentary. And you're listening to Godless Revolution. David Hume's logic on this, I think, is quite irrefutable. He says, what is more likely that the laws of nature have been suspended in your favor and in a way that you approve or that you've made a mistake?
5: Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible.
1: Well, you said you had a thing. Do you want to do your thing now, or do you want to do your thing in the Patreon Mm -hmm. portion? Um, I'll probably do it. I should probably do it before Patreon, but we don't have have to
0: cut her time at all. Okay. Yeah, so what did you have, Dan? Well,
1: well, I had a... Okay, so <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep all going. right just then. Keep going. Longer show. <laughs> so. Longer show. So when it comes to possession, it, it seems that so much within religion is about control, or losing control, or controlling others. Um, and like you said, it's it's when you when you repress something for so long, and you tell people that they can't do something for so long particularly women who seem to be the, the largest target of possession in both books mm-hmm. and movie and everything else, it seems very likely that they would be the ones to be possessed, quote unquote. Do you think that a lot of the women who in real life who, who are exercised of their demons because they their family or whoever thinks they're possessed, do you think it's a a mental illness with with these women who that this is happening to, or that they really believe that they are possessed? i mean because we know that that there are real life examples of of people who claim that someone was possessed right, right? and so are these women willing participants in this grand facade of this battle between good and evil, or is it strictly a mental health issue are they just experiencing some release. They're they're allowing themselves to lose control and then being brought back to to the right side mm-hmm. on, on God's side. You know, what what are their motivations or why yeah. would why why and how does this happen to regular human beings? Right.
3: Uh, again, I think it's a multiple, I think it's it's going to stretch across that, that spectrum. So you're going to have people who I think about it this way. So if you're a young woman, you're raised in a strict Christian society, however you want to define that. Um, you've got a lot of lessons on how you can act, how you can dress, how you can behave around anybody, um, What, how many times you're supposed to be praying, whatever your specific uh, specific religions, relig- religious rituals are, your expectations. Um, and then you have all this additional pressure as a woman, like cover your shoulders, cover your body, because you are in control of men's um, urges, right? Um, you're getting lessons about Mm -hmm. your expectations. Um, especially if you're younger going through puberty, Mm -hmm. you've got all those hormone stresses, um, social stress. Like, I don't know how it was for everybody else. Junior high sucked. So you're looking at that. I hated junior high. That was the worst worst time. Yeah. So, um, kids are just, kids are just fucking wolves (laughs) at that stage. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so you've got all of this social pressure. And if you were dealing with anything abnormal, even just normal, even not even abnormal, if you were just dealing with normal ass human emotions about sexuality, um, about, Maybe, maybe you're gay, maybe you're bi, maybe you're asexual, maybe you're trans, um maybe you don't understand why your culture doesn't interact with the black family three doors down maybe you've got you're just notice you're starting to notice the world in different ways if you don't have any mechanisms for these ugly ass feelings you're getting, if you don't have any um theological framework or or philosophical framework to explain this except the devil, if you're not feeling happy all the time, which again, women get different social pressures, so if you're not feeling nurturing happy. Comforting, um, emotive, right? Like, um, mm. I've been called cold. I've been called shitty things for just not having these really extreme versions of femininity, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think are all that particularly normal. I think some women are just that, but I also think a lot of it's just social pressure. So, you've got all these things working against you. Maybe you have very little outlet or anybody to talk to about normal urges you're having or normal things. Um, I could easily see a young woman interpreting that stuff as the devil working within her. And that Mm -hmm. making you more and more panicked. And that eventually, you just lose your shit. Hmm. Um, Well, it
1: seems like there would be a, you know, they get to a point where they would realize that they can't, that they're not allowed to set for themselves what they can control. Right. Right. They're they're not in control of the things that they can do. Yeah. It's everybody else controlling Mm -hmm. them. And so I imagine that. That for some people, it would be this sense of, all right, fuck it. If I can't control anything, then I'm not controlling anything. And you Mm -hmm. all are going to deal with the fucking Mm -hmm. consequences.
3: And Maybe Mm. you have seen exorcism or heard about it in your community. Maybe you have heard about women in your community who have gone through this thing. And you've heard about the the behavior and you've seen the community response. You've seen that all the people who are neglecting your needs are going to come rushing to you because now they think you're fucking possessed. And they weren't listening to you when you were just a young Mm. girl who's troubled about patriarchy or having a hard time with her first period or any number of things, or maybe she's feeling sexually harassed, but your community doesn't recognize what she's going through as harassment or abuse. Um, But you know what they do recognize? When you think you're fucking possessed or when when you start blaspheming God, when you start saying those kinds of things, everybody starts paying attention. When you start disobeying as a woman, when you start demanding your space as a woman, everybody pays attention. If you Mm -hmm. look at like, um insane asylum records from like especially the victorian era watch how many how many women were put away and look at the things they were like they'll put the reason why they were put away and it's ridiculous stuff um speaking bad to her husband or reading the wrong kind of book um She'd have to be crazy what? to do that. Right? I mean, sanity's <laughs> a like the
0: root of hysteria. Right.
3: And sanity sanity's a social construct. Like sanity is a so, is mm-hmm. a mechanism of social control. There's no objective definition of sanity. That's why we keep putting out different versions of the DSM. That's why they keep changing. That's why we're constantly as we learn stuff about the brain and the human reaction having to update our definitions of what's crazy. Gay people were crazy. Mm-hmm. What? Thirty years ago, if that trans mm-hmm. people, I'm pretty people, sure, are still yeah. in the DSM as a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Ben Shapiro spouts that shit all the fucking time. Yep. So an
0: atheist have been at yep. least at some point point, and yeah. christians never have so it's obviously totally off
3: right it's a it's a it's not an <laughs> objective measurement it's, no. a, it's but yet, a if
0: they drop to their knees and they talk to something that's not there right. that's completely that's sane yeah, yeah it's you... listed under delusion but if it's religious it's an exception right yeah. Too so, to delusional
3: right so these so if you're a person who lives in a religious community and you recognize that nobody's going to come help you if you have regular symptoms or depression or problems but they will help you if you are exhibiting these crazy kickbacks of your social norms um whether or not you're conscious of making that decision because i don't believe that every possession victim is conscious of what they're doing um i can see that, that that's that's a path of least resistance man if you need help and you need people to pay attention to your pain why wouldn't you take that way out it's the only start one that's giving given you right? And right? start screaming yeah. start screaming about how much you hate god why yeah. wouldn't you he's the one who put you in this religious family in this and all of these situations you couldn't control who else are you gonna get mad at Mm-hmm. um and and look how and especially if you can even though there's a, a concept of consent to possession and demon possession um look how fast that all of that freak out can be blamed on a demon and once it's out of you and you feel better and everybody's maybe paying attention to you more and getting your needs served there there there's going to be some social scene with coming with that comes with you having been possessed depending on your community but for the most part people are probably going to forgive you of everything you said and did while you were possessed mm. because again um, you were just possessed. It was a thing. And how
1: great would you feel at the end of you, dude, that? Dude, um, it's,
3: it's an emotional, it's like going it's to It's like the
1: airing of grievances right. in Festivus.
3: Yeah, I do. I, <laughs> I used to go break dishes in like abandoned parking lots when I felt stressed, like go buy stuff from Walmart and just smash them. Like it's that same, just release of, mm-hmm. yeah. you got to get your shit out. Um. So I, I think, are there people that really believe they're possessed? Yes. Are there people who see it as an opportunity to man- manipulate? Yes. Are there people who don't understand any of that and still somehow find themselves with those feelings and actions as if they were manipulating totally because i i don't think especially young kids and young girls are fully aware of all of the young girls especially we're taught to fucking bury our instincts mm-hmm. we are taught from a really early age that we can't trust ourselves um we're gaslit we're we're taught that we don't know what's going on in our own bodies and minds and communities and everything's reinterpreted for us right like that guy wasn't being creepy he just likes you he, he wasn't following you home and be, he was just, it was just a compliment. Like, oh, he hits you
0: because he
4: likes right, you. right.
3: Yeah. Exactly. How, yeah. how early are we Fuck taught that. that, that we can't trust, we can't decide for ourselves when something's harmful. Right. Um, or when mm. we don't want to go through a thing, we don't have that choice. Right. It's just, boys just do that or whatever. So boys will um, be boys. Exactly. Ugh, nope. So this idea, <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> there's a lot of different ways you can end up a possession. And I, but I really think they all have to do with emotional release in our culture. like, I'm sure they have a lot of emotional release in like um Haitian voodoo um but it it's probably a different emotional release where it's more community and bonding because again it's not a bad thing to them they're not trying to fix your possession it's a they have a feast and a dance and they learn from their ancestors and they pass on wisdom to each other and it's a totally different experience um but our culture
0: and they have priestesses
3: right they have women can have mm-hmm. control in voodoo women mm-hmm. can have can be the spiritual guides that that deal with this um but our culture's super patriarchal. It doesn't you know, there's so many factors that go into control and especially modern American culture. I really think that's where a lot of our possession comes from is um, it's emotional repression. It's the same reason we have nervous breakdowns. It's the same
2: mm-hmm.
3: related to the same reasons we get so many white dude shooters. Right. Like they have not been taught how to deal with their human emotions. Their culture doesn't take care of them. They have been taught that the way they deal with their emotions is violence. That's so. That's what they're gonna do. That's mm. that's what everything in their culture has taught them to do, and allowed them to do, and given them permission to do. So no fucking wonder we keep getting these guys shooting everything up.
1: And encouraged, and not just encouraged, but is but is stated as the norm. Like, yeah. oh, well, you know, he did it because he's he's a guy and he's got to get that out somehow, and he right. felt, yeah,
3: of course, of course, that, well, his wife cheated on him. What'd you expect? Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding? I've been cheated on. I have not killed a single fucking person. Yeah. That's what I expect. <laughs> I expect. To not kill people when we have minor emotional inconveniences. Are you crazy? Oh, shit, I should be taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but look at look how fast. Is anybody even talking about Vegas anymore in the news? Oh, it's
0: like, no, it's no, been no. like
3: three fucking weeks, dude. Look how normalized this shit is.
0: Remember how we were going to get I rid was of just, bump stocks? No, yeah, not. I, I was remember just, that for like yeah. two seconds. We were <laughs> yeah. like,
3: oh, maybe we'll do something. Yeah, no? I was
0: just sitting here thinking for, I mean, no reason about uh, dr- just major overreaction to a slight distaste in modern entertainment. <laughs> and if that's relevant, <laughs> relevant,
3: are you gonna? Is it gonna be Thor? Is that what sets you off? Is the Thor? No? I'm just saying. I'm
0: just saying. Like you know, if if you really pull back and look at what I'm complaining about and how much emotion I show, how much anger mm-hmm. I, I showed over my slight dis- displeasure in one segment of this massive amount of en- entertainment <laughs> I could possibly choose from and consume, I don't have to watch that movie, right? You know, yeah, And like I a- could just be like, yeah, it's not really my thing. But it's I like didn't. I, I nice. went into rage mode over it and (laughs) And i'm just thinking that's well you were possessed for a little minute there
3: well Ah! i was i was gonna say (laughs) that you know
0: that that you were talking about you know people you were throwing dishes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that's i was thinking at that time that's what this show does for me like you know following trump and all that and i come to the show and be like
1: but it's your cathartic thing for the week yeah.
0: yeah but certainly my range of emotions is very very narrow and most of that is filled with you know rage if i anger if i feel anything
3: that's all you've been told you get to have men don't get to have uh i'm not trying to turn this into anything yeah but you don't you got like that's a shitty thing patriarchy hurts everybody and it hurts men too and it hurt you guys don't get to have a full range of emotions you don't get to access any anything that looks vaguely feminine whatever the fuck that means toxic right Right. 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 you're even you even like are taught to like babysit your own kids. What the fuck is that? Like, right. It, it hurts. <laughs> like, everyone. These are my
0: kids. I'm not babysitting. Right?
3: You're taught not to take interest in them. You're taught that like, you're as long as you're paying the bills or whatever. Um. Yeah. The the encouragement. As long as I can
1: make money, my children are automatically taken care of. I don't. I don't (laughs) emotionally engage
3: or whatever. I'm
1: going to have drinks while you do all the
3: work. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you guys. You guys are allowed rage. You guys are allowed emotion, and women are not. And that's why women who Mm -hmm. get angry are on their period and crazy and blah 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 blah. Because women don't get to be angry. That's (laughs) the one thing we don't get to be because there is anger is a power emotion. Yes. And when you get angry, shit gets done. And that's why people don't like angry women. And that's why, especially black women, well, yeah, then are constantly they're bitches, called angry. Yeah, yeah, because well, you, black men you just too take that power. Yeah, that that fear A- Anyone of...
0: you're trying to to oppress
3: mm-hmm. makes is... sh- make sure they're angry. Yeah, yeah, they're too angry. They need to be controlled. You're right, freaking right, out. Right. Blah blah blah. Right. So, um... well, and we see that from
1: people on the fucking the the fucking shit As soon as they think mm-hmm. they think they've won, if they can get you angry, if right. they can get careful you upset, now, man. if you're they showing can emotion <laughs> <laughs> careful. Yeah, yeah. If they can, if they can tip you off of. Your emotional even keel, then they've automatically right. won the argument,
3: right? Because them not, it's that it's that weird post enlightenment shitty
1: facts not feels, right. is What it's, they if say you, if
3: you don't if you have feelings, you've automatically lost. Like that makes like <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? How are you? That that oh
0: that should, well that that, that, should, that should be that, a fallacy in itself. Yeah, it, well, it, it
3: completely
1: removes humanity,
3: right? And it's these same assholes that are like, oh well, if it's not a STEM field, fuck you, like. Really, you think you're here to tell me that emotion doesn't drive history? Are you stupid? Yeah. Like your only logic drives history. We're only we can only study these fucking this data set to really learn about humanity. Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, people make irrational decisions that drive history all the time. The slave trade wasn't rational. There's nothing about America that's really rational. And yet here we are. And Voting for Trump isn't right. rational. And, but it is a so, huge part of history now. So the sooner you can cope with humanities and, and this field of like studying humans for on human levels and not this idea of this this Ubermensch bullshit that, that we're going to get to this logic that. Because first of all, dude, all, all all input that humans are taking is limited by our, log- by our biological functions. Mm. We can't see the whole fucking right. light spectrum. Our ears suck. Like, And you're going to tell me yep. that we're the arbiters of fucking objective reality? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, we're not. So you need to incorporate all this stuff. Incorporate the humanities. Incorporate all the stuff. we The patterns we have learned about humans, how, how we behave, and work that into your science. And then maybe we can figure some of this shit out. But you're not going to make a math problem that solves anything. Yeah. That solves humanity and that figures out religion. Like, that's why all these guys get all mad about why hasn't religion died yet? Like, maybe because it
5: won't. Maybe because it's not
3: logical and maybe humans don't operate by logic and maybe you can't talk people out of a thing that serves a need that isn't logical. Maybe we don't need logical shit all the time, guys. That, I know that sucks because it's harder to categorize and control, but. Well,
1: and, and maybe we need to come up with something that meets those emotional needs mm-hmm. outside of also teaching them all of this supernatural baggage that goes along with
3: it right like actually, i feel like possession is proof that the more you try to control and logicalize and and not that that christianity is necessarily logical but the idea of like categorizing behavior and being like this is what we do and this is what we don't do possession is proof that will never work mm-hmm. because it's always gonna f- all those emotions are gonna find a way out every time uh, every time that's mm-hmm. i mean you, you can't force people not to be human they will no no person or group has ever subject or upset, accepted subjugation or slavery lying down. There's always been subversion. There's always been um,
1: resistance. Resistance every yeah.
3: time. You can't. There's good luck. You're never gonna get that. I'm
0: so glad I left my shitlord past behind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man, I, I'm hoping it's a. I'm hoping it's a. It's a phase that like. I'm hoping at some point, especially man, will have to go through that. That it's that, like a really specific a like two thousands era yeah. thing that. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just naive thinking it was ever that young. But I'm really hoping <laughs> at some point.
1: Well, if we can use science and logic and reason mm-hmm. alone We'll to think fix our that. way out of it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Because that's
1: happened. <laughs> you you had a point. You were like,
3: oh, oh.
1: Did you forget what it was? Yep.
3: Sorry. Did I ramble? <laughs> I no, 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 <laughs> no. I didn't see.
1: Well, I know sometimes we just kind of move past it. In towards, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what happens. Especially with this, you know, many people like we get used to it. Though every week when we've got three at least of us in here, oh yeah, and we're just talking, and then we're like, no, wait, I don't, I'm not going to interrupt to make it, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, I yeah, would have held no. on to it if it was if it was really important. I think there's no raising hands in here. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: hey guys. <laughs> well, uh, that was all the questions I had. Did you want to you want to do your thing? Sure. Okay.
3: Oh, he's got a paper. Gets
1: yeah. his paper out. Paper. So. So my week was interesting. Oh yeah,
0: what you- did you do over <laughs> the
5: week? You? I'm glad what did you, you asked <laughs> see a Thor Ragnarok trailer. I'm so
0: glad you
1: asked. The yes, one I week did. that I don't ask what you did because Ryan's not here. Who would tell me something and you would just go, eh? Yeah,
0: well, nothing, <laughs> right? <laughs> or the Black Panther right. trailer?
1: Yeah, it's not. It's
0: not your fault. Uh, but I did go to church on Sunday.
4: Whoa! <gasps> what? what? Yeah. Get really?
0: Uh-huh. Oh. And uh, like just for shits and giggles. Danielle's brother came home from his mission.
1: Oh, was it a lovely
0: reunion? And I, I really wish I brought an audio recorder. Oh yeah. And I think if I go again, I will. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of the standard confusing belief for knowledge that you hear all the time. Uh, anecdotal evidence is the only thing they ever bring up that kind of stuff. But there was a, it was the first time I've ever seen it in a Mormon church. That's that, Somebody ever attempted apologetics from the pulpit. Oh. Oh, really? Uh huh.
1: So kind of. Other m- than just the standard, I know this church is true. Yes. <laughs> Joseph yes, Smith is
0: yes. a prophet. He was actually trying to make a philosophical argument of some type. And- huh. <clears throat> That's definitely not their wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually want to do a little bit of a game with it. I want I want to see if you guys can guess his point, but I'll tell I'll I'll tell okay. you everything leading up to where he gets Okay. Uh this is basically what he said. This was his basic argument, and of course, this is sort of paraphrasing or just grabbing what I can kind of remember, but um he started by saying that we all have faith in something. Pretty common. Uh and then, uh, Hang he, on, let me get all David's. So like, what do you mean by faith? <laughs> mm-hmm. no, <laughs> I'm just kidding, what do you
3: mean by something?
0: Uh, and he says, Scientists tell me that Earth at the equator moves at the speed of roughly a thousand miles an hour, um, that the Earth's moving around the sun at about 67,000 miles an hour. And the other day, I sat outside and pondered these things and realized there must be a God because. What do you think?
3: Otherwise, all we'd all fly off the fly planet because <laughs> I don't know what gravity he's, is.
1: <laughs> he's, he's got one of his fingers on the top of each of our heads holding his hair on the planet. Not quite. Oh. Mm. What do you
4: think?
3: Yeah.
0: That's what I was going to go for because I, I see the the model of the solar system as it's constantly rocketing through the galaxy. And then everything's spinning around it, so nothing's like a complete elliptical orbit as it looks We'd be like we crashing It's into careening our stuff. and it's corkscrewing. It's like, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Wandering off into space. And so maybe? all these
0: all these folks that love their sci-fi with time travel, I'm like, you better hope there's time and space travel when you go yeah, to that fucking yeah, time yeah, machine, yeah. otherwise mm-hmm. you're gonna be in the middle of fucking space <laughs> right? when you come out on the other <laughs> end. Right. I went back to the 50s in the in the, in the middle, middle of, of nothing of space. <laughs> um. He thinks there must be a god because this is what he said: not a single hair was out of place.
3: Oh, for fucks!
1: No wind what? at all. What way? No, wi- where? <laughs> no wind? Where? On the equator? Or his
3: house?
0: Des- despite moving at those speeds, does he not understand how speeds work when there's no? Well, he also doesn't
1: understand just... how vacuums work. <laughs> I was well, going to say. <laughs> well, but, um,
3: we, does
0: he
1: not know that wind, like wind on Earth, is a thing? Yeah, he
0: does, but he's saying he's saying he thinks we should be experiencing at least sixty-seven thousand mile an hour winds oh because we're hurtling through space. He's like, <laughs> I, heard,
3: I heard a number, and then I decided what we should be doing, and then we're not doing that. So God, therefore
0: God, God is stopping the wind. Apparently, uh-huh. I I I honestly was sitting there in the pew going. <laughs> You fucking stupid! <laughs> and I was I was sitting next to my sixteen year old who was mouth
1: agape. Just
0: uh... Danielle just started laughing,
1: and my, and Brandon was sitting next to me on his phone. He looked up and he's like, "Did he just say that?" <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I <laughs> think I would have had a really hard time not making an audibly loud it. guffaw. Yeah, wrong. No, yeah. you're yeah. A
3: correct, sir. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, not that's not. I don't really do that, but but yeah, I was just like. I was just I, I the whole time that's what I was doing I couldn't really make words I'm just like that is wh- do I laugh at anything and I, I would have I, I, like, I, I was like giggling my ass I was like do you know what he's talking do you what, do you know what is this do you know what his point is do you know what he's trying to s-? <laughs> and I'm like I'm fucking talking to that guy I'm going to go talk to that guy <laughs> oh, and shit and Brandon and Daniel were like I have to talk <laughs> to him <laughs> this it. must be cleared up They're like the reason we have wind is because the earth is spinning but you know if the the whole everything else moving it's moving through a bunch of nothing, guys. Yeah. Have you we heard of the term space?
1: atmosphere, sir? It <laughs> ends at a certain
0: point.
3: It reminds That's... me of Bill O'Reilly was like, "Oh, the tides coming, the tides, yeah, the tides, tides come out." Come You're like, "What the you, fuck
4: you are can't you can't talking about?
3: That? You can't explain that." I love that Dave Silverman <laughs> has his own meme yourself. face.
1: <laughs> really, maybe you, you can't explain that, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Like
3: we've been explaining that for a while. That's not even the most weird. Like there's weird shit on the planet that if you really want to point to be like God. You could be like, "All right, you got me. That's that's weird. I got nothing for that. <laughs> but wind and tides and like gravity aren't the most thing." Like, like to know. say
1: that, like you've got to be so fucking ignorant of so much of the world around you to say that yeah. you can't explain the tides. Well, the yes. shame
3: is, like, those are good questions. Like the dude, the equator question, and the why isn't the wind thing. Okay, solid question. You haven't been taught the physics of astronomy and our planet. Cool, let's teach you. But that you automatically make this leap to tell the story about how that proves God, like Therefore that's God, yeah. Well, like, and to and to say so that close.
1: like, like I'm not even going to try to find an answer myself. Right, right. It just must be God. I'm just, yeah. I'm just going to say, well, this clearly is the answer Isn't because that's amazing. what I thought in my head. I'm not going to do any further research or investigation. I just know it's got to be God. That's it's what I was. So that's wonderful. what I was telling to Brandon
0: when we were leaving there. I'm like, he's like, just don't even. You don't even need to. And I'm like, no, but I do because this is fucking. This is <laughs> dishonest. He knows he's going to be talking to a group of people. He didn't bother to check. And the way he's talking about it is like he's a fucking expert. And he's mm-hmm. gonna and he's gonna issue the science like a fucking astrophysicist hasn't thought of that. <laughs> they haven't thought of this problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else on the face of the planet has ever had this I real. So yeah, Neil smart.
0: Neil deGrasse Tyson has he knows we're moving through space at sixty seven thousand miles an hour, and he's never wondered why it doesn't blow on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never crossed his mind, you know that. No. Oh, so we're we all have equal faith. Great job, you really sold that.
3: <laughs> all those poor children are listening to him to be like, oh, I must know. be. and then. I don't, so, I don't think I
0: don't think they had any idea what he was talking about. Well, they didn't boy. want to be there. Were you, Just were like, you looking well, else was around? Like, like, this sucks. Were you looking around the room? Like, is anybody else buying this bullshit? Yeah, like, kind of. Yeah, I mean, they're doing the normal things, like you know, whispering at each other and kind of like Getting you know, Cheerios heads so down in their phones it. and you know, taking care of stuff, like, and like not really paying attention. Crying. to What he no, hands no, hands and See, he's up there with The most
3: boring services. Oh yeah, blame him. They really are dull.
0: And He's just up there leaning with one elbow on the podium, you know, like he's cool and knows exactly. I'm just like <laughs> let Dude. me tell you kids
3: about a cool thing called the wind. You know. you ever heard of it? <laughs> let me rap with you a second.
0: <laughs> Caused by God?
3: Damn. God.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. stopped by God,
3: <laughs> right? Because
0: like, it should be sixty-seven thousand miles an hour. So did you did you talk to him? No, I didn't. Oh. He's he's stayed up and and lingered up at the. F- up behind the podium for a while. Well, he's got to stand for up for that. Well, he's got
1: to stay in his position of power as long as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, I'm on diet, mm-hmm. dude. Don't yeah. come
3: down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. And like, I'm sorry fuck? you had to go to a thing. Oh, like and that. all their yeah. hymns They're are just
0: right. dirges. They're just. Oh, they so are. They're sad. so just like. like
3: that was the thing too. I took away as a kid. we like, man, I liked going to mass because at least it had, you had the big fucking cathedral and weird and, and, the, and the standing and kneeling and the Latin, and it was all very dramatic. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I meant Mormon stuff is just like, you might as well just die. As the as well Catholic
1: calisthenics, the stand, <laughs> kneel shit. <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: I had Baptist music. So it was a lot of like, See, Jesus like loves that. the little children. <laughs> you know, had you had the... like the
3: Baptist choirs going. <laughs> yeah. Or even Pentecostals are crazy. Their yep. arrivals are crazy and awesome. I At least you There's have some energy. energy to it. There's I, energy
1: and life yeah. to that kind of yeah. thing. But LDS Church, you got LDS popcorn Church. popping on the apricot tree. I wonder that's only primary. a primary, Dan. <laughs> not yeah. in
3: sacrament. No, I wonder true. what they
0: would do true. if I just showed up like and sang one time, but, you know, like, To the world, like could they stop? They could stop me, I guess, but they probably won't. won't. They'd be like, "Oh fuck!" Look how enthusiastic this special person (laughs) is.
3: He's very special. How much he loves God.
0: uh, He's possessed. Also, (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but he doesn't believe in wind. So (laughs)
3: that's
0: that's Brother Mitchell. He's he's not a believer. (laughs) (laughs) Bless him for showing up here, though. We just (laughs) love him so much. But and you, he, you would think as childlike as he is, he would love superheroes, but don't even bring it <laughs> up. Don't.
3: He gets so upset. He's that Thor trailer. Can you oh. show me on the
0: doll where Black Panther touched <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to that Black one. Black Panther's going
3: to be awesome, yeah. dude.
0: Oh, there's already another one coming. Of course there is. Yep. Well, I, oh, I just,
3: they've had a whole plan since they're like 2020. I, I just That's like the,
0: the joke about that. It's been going around a lot. Is like the, the, like the two white guys that they show on the movie poster
3: <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: are Gollum. And uh, Bilbo Baggins. And so, like, they're the Tolkien white guys.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> stupid, uh, but uh, it made me guffaw I li- a I like bit. it. <laughs> I like fun. it. No, it's going to
3: be a good movie, dude.
1: I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that one more than Thor. Thor oh, yeah. looks dude, a bit Thormans cheesy. the Thor movies been
3: real lacking. Jeff Goldblum. I gotta be honest. Oh, well, he's great. And he'll be great. Well, yeah, he's,
1: yeah, he's great and everything. great. Like it's insane. He's great in the Jurassic Park that he was in that was kind yeah. of a turd. but
3: Portlandia, even his little spot yeah. in there. I love him. He's yeah. So Tim and Eric. Yeah. His fucking <laughs>
1: commercials that he does are awesome. Yeah. Just the the ridiculous, silly little commercials that he's in. But Thor looks like it's kind of cheesy. I
3: It'll be know. cheesy. I Thor's always been the weakest of the MCU yeah. for me. Carl Urban's yeah. in
0: it too. I like yeah. I love Carl Urban.
3: Yeah. Oh, Carl yeah. yeah. Urban's a badass dude. <laughs> he does so much <laughs> cool shit. Oh man, what a cool guy. So much fantasy cred. Yeah, He's in that need- freaking Riddick... Chronicles of Riddick, I love that. It's just weird and doesn't make any sense. but well, I, I like the fact
0: that <laughs> that uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? The guy in Riddick, what's his name? I can't remember the uh, uh Vin,
3: Diesel?
0: Vin Diesel. Vin yeah. Diesel like has been leveraging making all these extra Fast and the Furious movies just so he can continue making Riddick movies. Right. And I'm like, that's that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he's a
3: giant nerd. You know, he's got like a d character and a tattoo and shit. He's played really? for like, like 20 years. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a crazy nerd. So he's all into the sci fi shit.
1: Ryan tried telling us that that the voice in all of his movies and everything isn't the regular voice that he has.
3: I would be surprised but I've never seen proof of that I would be surprised (laughs) sounds like he's
1: gaslighting
3: you (laughs) (laughs) well to
1: hear to hear Ryan telling it it's it's that in real life Vin Diesel talks like this oh I don't want that
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ryan wishes I'm like, yeah, like, he can't be that buff and have that cool voice. So. One of those has to be a lie. I'm like,
1: I don't, I'm not buying that one. <laughs>
0: well, after learning, most guys in Hollywood are shorter than you'd think they are. It's like, I, I yeah, wonder. Tom oh, yeah, Tom Cruise is like
3: nothing. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone, they're all tiny. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Height wise, anyway. Yeah,
3: it's a lie. See, all of our mythology is a lie, guys. Don't leave, it. <laughs> don't leave it. Kill your gods. They're all lies. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't hang out with the movie stars because no. they're just going to let you down. A lot of
3: them are rapists, apparently, so just don't. <laughs> Holy
1: shit. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, it has been a pleasure having you in the studio Thanks. with us, Megan, and you as well, Chris. Yeah, I love being here. Happy I love Halloween. having you guys here. You, you're both just a shit ton of fun to Yay. hang out with and, and talk about fun stuff. with well, Stuff that makes me think and go, gee, hmm, I'm going to scratch my chin on my head.
3: At the same time. Do you have a
1: chin on your head? Yes. No. Hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> at the bottom. You're going to judge him uh, for it. Oh, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, that, that one. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I kind of walked into that one. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That'll wrap well, up- I was thinking I was humaning wrong. <laughs> Dan was just like, yeah, I do. I do have a chin on my head. I'm like, wait. You're like looking oh, up touche. like, what the fuck? I- <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yes. <laughs> Sorry, I know you're rapping. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> That'll wrap it up for the regular portion of the show. Before we go, I want to make sure that I thank all of our Patreon supporters. It would be Camille Baroski. Newmania, Alan Firth, Gaytheist, Anonymous, Larry Wilson, Marius Kott- Butrikowski. or is it Bertrick? I may have been saying that wrong. Bertrick. Whole- Bertikow- yeah, I- I'm not sure how the wise. I- yeah, I-, I may have been just really fucking that up for a very long time. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2SC podcast, to whom we pledge loyalty. <laughs> Janet Uter, Let Them Eat Covfefe. Steven Andrus, Christy Kalbach. Utah Outcasts, Yay. Tim Jacobson. Yay, Utah Outcasts. Okay. <laughs> Matt that's Tuler, nice. Rob Otto, Megan Kennedy. Yay, hey, that's my That's me. <laughs> uh, Andrew Vodapich, Brandy Hamrick, Jeremy Goodson, uh, Angelica Pearson, Wes Aaron, Purple Dragon, and Taylor Grin. Thank you all very, very thank much. Thank you so much. And thank you all who have not yet become patreon supporters but are liking the show liking our page Mm -hmm. tweeting at us uh doing 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 reviews and mentioning the show and recommending other people if you if you can't afford or don't want to give us money but would still like to support the show please continue doing all of that fantastic stuff i'm always very pleased when i'm just stumbling around the social medias and the internets and i see somebody mention the show and Mm -hmm. they mention it favorably. And I know. that's yeah, I'm like awesome.
0: That's like, so weird. You're like, whoa, people will follow what yeah, you're
1: doing. Yeah, that's so cool. I, doing this I, just know, for I me. saw the other day that
0: we're <laughs> very near a million downloads now, which oh, yeah. is just insane. Yeah. To me. It's crazy to me.
1: It's crazy to me. I mean, too. I've, I've been
0: on the show the whole time and people still are tuning in,
1: apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for that. <laughs> yeah. I that's yeah, I I was I was very uh happy to hear that as well. I think that's, that's fantastic. And like I said, when I just, I'm just stumbling around reading comments on someone else's post or somewhere else. And I see that somebody has mentioned our show and I'm like, oh, wow. Like they didn't, Mm -hmm. like they didn't tag the show. They didn't tag any of us. I'm just reading through comments and I see that somebody has made a comment about, you know, us or the show. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome, man. Just like stumbling into it on, on just randomly. I think that's pretty cool. It is cool. Thank you all very much for joining us. Until next time, crucify that demon.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Leave Leave a review to achieve nirvana. And rate the show five times a day towards Satan.
1: Megan's mic. I
3: don't know. Good? Screaming? It's good. Okay. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, <you> serious? Serious? <laughs> no. Serious? Oh, yes. Fucking hell, dude. Uh, <laughs> but you got it mostly in the plastic thing, so. Yeah, but
0: this happened last time, too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, except last time I was up here, so I guess there's that. Yeah, let me. Yeah, let me. <laughs> Damn. What?
1: New rule, Chris can't have can't beer in have the studio.
0: That's so fucking weird. That's actually very fortunate that you brought that little thing in here. I'm going to put a little break in there. Yeah. Let's open that window (laughs) because I'm fucking fat and hot.
1: Been looking at adding a a couple more monitors in here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah,
3: More monitors everywhere.
1: Yeah. Need more cables. Well, I would just just close this and Mm. put a couple monitors there. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mount them high in
0: case... chris ever comes back?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: i've got a death grip on it over here
1: now it's gonna just break in your hand we'll have to take you to Fuck! the hospital and clean up blood and beer
3: it's the most halloween episode ever
0: i should have improv that one but that's not my regular line said, <laughs> she, she one, just said the
3: power of christ compels you to <laughs> Donate to our cause. <laughs> that would have been better. <laughs>
0: Actually, you know what? Cut that out and we'll just stick that on every show.
1: Okay. The
0: power of We were talking HP Lovecraft earlier. Have you ever heard of the, oh. um, someone did a musical called A Shagath on the Roof?
4: No way. <laughs>
0: where they take the music for Fiddler on the Roof. And they use H.P. Lovecraft characters and stuff in it. <laughs> so instead, weird. if I, if I was a rich man, if I was a deep one. <laughs> awesome. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Uh, I forgot that you like Cthulhu, so you'd probably be into it, Dan. It's yeah. funny as shit. So is it Cajulu <laughs> in that? Or what? <laughs> no, like the very first oh song is... Um, <laughs> No, I, have, I was a fucking, I, I had got my letter in drama in high school. I mean, I, I had no, ass really? kickings coming my way most of the time in high school. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Comic books and drama class. <laughs> yeah.